Ladies and gentlemen, for now, our watch has ended, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Some serious stuff happening. Serious stuff. Serious stuff. Lots to talk about. Cue the music! <laughs> She's on the floor, people. Hey. <laughs> At request by Kendall Richardson. Oh, no. <laughs> I did not request it. A tribute to you, Kendall. Oh, and you, Fulia. Yay. I specifically said no because I didn't want it stuck in my head. <laughs> work hard for the money. We do. But oh dear. <laughs> Wayne's here having a ball of a time Love dancing it. away. Keep talking, we don't have the copyright permission to use this. Things <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> and stuff are great, aren't they? Like, oh yeah. And now... Hello! Hello. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm Wayne Stellini. <laughs> I'm a Fulia Tantarmaja. Oh, welcome <laughs> to the to the uh, new and improved. Apparently, on <laughs> the summer. Hello. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Welcome to a podcast called Friends. Hey. Thank you for joining us. Hey, the Thanks. podcast that refuses to behave. Clearly, we do. We're just living, living up to the brand. We yes. absolutely are. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> How are we? Oh, I'm doing so much better than I was this morning. Thank Yay. you. Yay. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys. Um, See if you still feel that way after you're singing that song in your head. Like, oh yeah, you know. it's, it's in there. I can hear yeah. it already. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Just I'll be in the middle of the news, and it, I'll just start singing so i'll see what i can do keep, yeah. oh, thanks. Yeah. thanks so much thanks so much um how are you guys it's been a couple weeks since we had both you on yeah yes. yeah it's been, so. a, been a been a fortnight busy fortnight um i'm going to be predictable and i've already expressed all this to, to kendall and Fulia, but to share it with you all because i know you all care thesis writing thesis writing thesis writing and i hope of all hopes that I can get my shit together. Yes. And this is the last time you will hear the words thesis writing. Yes. Because it will be thesis written. Written. And then it'll be thesis gone. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll never have to say the T word ever Every again. Day. Yeah. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But no, but it's been good. Like, you know, I'm actually really enjoying it, um, which is nice because it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> uh, we had a little activity earlier in the week with yes, Fulia involving my thesis because uh, it's a creative piece so we had some actors coming over and reading a creative component of the thesis and that was a lot of fun yeah it was yeah always great to hear new people um and to meet new people and yeah you know they're just so young and energetic and lovely and I'm like oh I remember when I was you <laughs> <laughs> before I was like cynical and hated everybody and everything yeah. Yeah. before I was old man you know yelling at cloud I was you <laughs> optimistic and helpful that's a Simpsons reference for yes, some of no, you no I got it I got it I got, you got it, it. Yeah. Fully kind of laughed anyway. Thank you, Fully. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you didn't get it, you kind of got it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's my, my, you know, my head's been in in academia at the moment. But 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 it's been good for once. It's been absolutely That's good. good. Fantastic. Yeah. So one of the more highlights of my week though was that I found out 
that Sims 4 is available to yes. download for free. It is. For one week only, though. Oh. And mm. So I am downloading as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, what you're doing. Yes, I started to download this thing on my computer, and it was like, you do not have enough room for this bad boy. I'm like... Let me get my external hard drive. Yeah. This is legal. This is fine. And as of recording, I think there's only two days left to do it. So I was speaking to our mate, Philip, uh, Philip about wanting to play Sims online, but I didn't want to spend money. I didn't want to buy all these extension packs. And yeah. I just wanted to build towns. Yeah. I, it's like I wanted my dollhouse. Yeah. Just yeah. virtual. Cause I never yes. got one as a little boy, which is a bit bizarre, but you know, <laughs> it's, look, I'm not critiquing anybody. It's just no. the way it happened. We, no. we were poor. No. <laughs> Don't worry. I never got a dollhouse. No, yeah, it was, did you have a dollhouse, Kendall? I did. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I just, I know, but it seems, seems like a bit of fun. Like, you know, uh, yeah, being creative people and mm. someone who likes to tell stories, this is kind of cool because I can't draw. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like making your own characters and stories. Totally, yeah. Uh, well, that's how I envision it in my head. Yeah. Whether it's a reality, I have no idea. I love the whole um, process of building the houses and mm. furnishing them. They were so much fun. Yeah. I love the idea of just, you know, making family members and things <laughs> like that. And, you know, I don't know. I've just got days of our lives in my head and it just... <laughs> has to leave this way. Just make sure they get a lot of cooking skills. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll set themselves and the house on fire. Oh, that sounds like fun. That sounds like a Wayne story to tell. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm, yeah, no, just uh, looking forward to doing that. I think it's going to be my reward to self. Mm. Just like, yeah, spend the next 50 hours playing this thing. Why not? You know, and that's probably me just trying to work out the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm old school gamer, not new school, you know. But, um, but yeah, but that's kind of been my week. Nothing too amazing that table read that fully was uh, around to help film and Philip was there as well. Mm. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Like, it was. It definitely it was, was. fantastic. You know, we were like, it was great to meet new faces. Yeah, it was great. And just, you know, um, and some of them did, you know, well, all of them actually came up afterwards and, you know, shook our hands and said, lovely to meet you. Thanks so much. Wish yeah. you all the best with it. That's so good. Um, some said, please let me know if you're working on anything else. And some have been in contact since as well saying, you know, Oh, if these are my details, please let me know. Uh, so it'd be great. I mean, look, it'd be great if we could do more screen stuff. Mm. You know, it's it's more difficult, I suppose, than than the theatrical stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's less expensive, and you know, logistics are less, and so forth. But you never know. Fred started as a as a visual, you know, digital platform. There's nothing to say we won't go back to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially more more detail on that mm. as well, like you know, focusing on that. Uh, so we might see these lovely young people. Uh, on the Fred page at some stage. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. If anything, we'll get you get to see them table read. Yeah, uh, definitely. I know is not interesting, but the material is good if I say so myself. It is. <laughs> yeah, very it much is. is. Yeah, can testify lovely. to that. Yeah. Um, Exciting. So, yeah, so it's been me, ladies. Please. Okay, well, um, my week, well, has been a very stressful week, so it hasn't been the greatest of weeks, to be honest. Mm. Um, the only highlight... Actually, there were a couple of highlights. Um, hey, there you, go. you know, we got to film Collectible Chaos. Yes, Yay. we did. <laughs> Which will be coming out next, uh, this week. This hopefully. week. This week. Hopefully, if fingers all things crossed. go according to plan. Um, and also another highlight was uh, recording a podcast about Eurovision. Oh, yes. How did I forget <laughs> this? Absolutely. It was a huge highlight. Oh, so much fun. Such a good episode to yeah, absolutely. Just wrap yeah. up the and whole contest. It was fabulous to listen to. Oh, you listened to I absolutely adored yes. every second of it. <laughs> so did you actually, if I could just interrupt, yes. I know this is unlike me, but I just do need to ask because I was getting messages one evening yes. that, um, 
one Kendall Richardson was watching Eurovision. I was getting married to it. Yes. <laughs> was this your first Eurovision? It was. Fulia, we all yes. remember our first time, don't we? <laughs> yeah. We all remember our first yep, Eurovision. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty. Sorry. So I just wanted to know that. No. Fulia, continue. Can you I was it? I was going to say a bit, a bit more on that when we get to how yes, my week yes. was. Um, Excellent. So yeah. So I did that. Had a piano lesson. I got um getting new frames. Ooh. Getting new glasses frames. Oh, that's exciting. Changing them up. Apparently, my optometrist was like, your vision is pretty stable. You don't need to change your prescription. I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. They haven't Amazing. progressed. <laughs> that's the main thing for me. As long as they haven't progressed, I'm happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm still short-sighted, but I'm allowed to stay the way they are right now. Consistently short-sighted. Yes, very consistently (laughs) short-sighted. But I'm getting some, um, because I went to Specsavers and they do a two two pairs of frames uh, for one sort of price Mm -hmm. sort of deal. And I got one pair that's just going to be my sort of my spare pair just in case and it's just going to be very simple and black Mm -hmm. and plain. Mm -hmm. Um, My my, my other pair that I got are going to be, they've got some color in them. Hey. And and it's a light shade. Shade, not a dark shade. Okay. Yeah. Is that shade of blue? Well, obviously. Yes, yes. <laughs> you pause and you look at me in a certain way and I thought you were actually going to say no. no. And I, and I'm sure Kendall as well, would have walked out of the fridge and gone, we don't know who she is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You've changed fully. Yeah. I love yes. that when you do get the two glasses, you always have to have the, the serious pair. Yes, yes. You have <laughs> and then you get the personality pair. Yes, yeah, so yeah. my personality pair is definitely something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Getting everybody's reactions to. It's really cool. I can't That's wait awesome. to see them. Yeah. Yes, um, I have sort of trying on different frames. I've realized that the bigger the frame, the weirder it looks on my face. So I'm like, I'm just going to stick with the frames that are similar to the ones that I have. Mm. If they are just, if they, if they are a little bit bigger, they'll be like, maybe like less than a centimeter bigger. Nice. But other than that, they're going to be roughly about the same sort of size. Cool. What have uh, you else been doing? Um, I got to celebrate a best friend's 30th. Ooh, dirty who is, 30. Who is now currently in Italy. Hello. Lucky, lucky lady. Yes, yes. So Marie has now turned 30. She has Happy now joined birthday. the club. Yeah, yes. welcome. welcome, right. to the welcome. It's she so was, much fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was the last one that we were waiting for. To get into her thirties, the straggler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you said that with a little bit of bitterness as well. Yeah, <laughs> she was the last one. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, apart from that, worked yesterday at Flemington, and you know, Channel Thirty One as usual. So. Yeah. Yeah, not not really that um, exciting. Yeah, same old, same old. Yeah, no, pretty much. Some, some eventful things. Yeah, yeah. Some happy things. How about you, Kendall? Yeah. How about me? Seen any movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, Wayne, since you asked. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like a rhetorical question, really, isn't it? I know. <laughs> if it's May, yes. we know what movie Kendall is seeing. Um, Marvel May. Marvel May. <laughs> May is for Marvel. Um, yes, okay, another week, and I have seen Avengers Endgame another two times. <laughs> So, yeah, I know. That's that's a fair reaction. It's, it's fine. fine. It is it's, more than fine. It's, yeah. No, I've seen it five times now. You've got to keep all those folks in their Hollywood mansions, Kendall. You're doing your bit. I do. I know. do. Well, I mean, you know, I'm helping them beat Avatar's record at the box office. So. Yeah, because that was always a life goal. It, well, yeah. <laughs> I know. It'll be on my epitaph. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the contribution to pop culture. Yes. I helped the MCU become who they are today. Oh, yeah. I, I would also. It's like Robert Downey Jr. and me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to take myself down a peg. No, you don't, darling. No, you don't. You're up there. I'm telling you. Oh. You're up there. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're, you're too kind. Um, yeah, so I, I've seen Endgame two more times and, uh, you know, tears. Um, but I did get to take Philip to see it for that's his first right. time. That's right, yeah. And we had a bit of a quickie review on last week's that's, episode. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, you did. So that was good. Mm. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Not sorry, Wayne. Yes, enjoy that. Yes, um, I may have invaded the run sheet. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Crack, that cracked me up. And I was there when it happened. <laughs> yeah. See, you think it's all me, Kendall? Fully is like the devil on my shoulder going, do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I'm the angel. <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. Um, yes, yeah, so that was good uh, doing that. Catch it. Well, the other showing I went to see was actually with um, a friend of mine named Ryan, who I've not seen for a number of years. Oh, so awesome. we got to have a good, a good catch up as well, which is lovely. Uh, of course, Collectible Chaos filming. Mm. Uh, was also Endgame related, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a real good time, I think. I'm very excited uh, to see how this one comes together. Yes, this um, is going to be pretty interesting for me, especially. Yeah, <laughs> I gave Fulia some some extra little gags to to edit okay. in and put together. So. Oh, you gave Fulia notes. She likes that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it before I start editing. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. That, for you all out there, that was a jab at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of feel bad, but not really, because Fulia knows what she's getting into. <laughs> I always know what I'm I, getting into I, with you. I'm a pain in the ass to work with. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, thank you, darling. At least one of you do. Again. <laughs> look, look, I work hard for the money. You most certainly you do. do. Eh? You most certainly do. <laughs> and you're making sure I don't forget it. No, um, no. Yeah, okay. So, and then, yes, last, last thing I guess I should mention. I can't think of anything else that's really happened this week i'm sure there's things i'm forgetting so apologies if i'm forgetting things but you know i I like to do that um no after filming collectible chaos uh fulia bless her soul um was totally fine with re-watching the entirety of the eurovision grand final just to expose me to it yes i introduced her to the world that is eurovision yes (laughs) not not a chore at all To be honest, I was very pleased, <laughs> and I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I like I'm, and then like listening to your podcast, wrapping it up straight away was great, and you know it kind of reaffirmed the the amount of enjoyment that I got out of it, yes. um, and ha- piqued my interest a lot more into you know this seems to be a, a whole culture of the world that yeah, I've kind yeah. of missed out on over the years because <laughs> I kind of. I don't know. I think I just kind of was like, oh, it's European. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm very, you know. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very much. Like Philip. (laughs) No. No. No, Not in that sense. Yeah, because you can tell the difference between the logs. Yeah. Yes, I can. Yep. I can now. Um, yeah, but no, no. I, and I just, yeah, I, I'm really glad. That, so thank you for showing me. You're I had, welcome. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Could I ask it. maybe a question or two? Yeah, please. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. Let's. I, this is just spur on the moment, so this may totally flop. That's okay. And if it does, Fulia, edit it out. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bit of word association for you, Kendall, because you know Fulia and I have discussed this. 
to do with Eurovision. Okay, okay. here we go. So, um, the hosts. The hosts. One or two words that comes to mind oh, when well, you think of the hosts. Well, one of one of them was outstanding. The gay one? Yes. Or the not so gay one? The gay one, yeah. I loved, he was freaking hilarious. He was cute, wasn't when he? When he kept, like, photobombing. That was <laughs> he and he had all the funny jokes. He was gorgeous. Yeah. He had a good on-screen personality. The the, the rest of them were, were fine. Um... I, they kind of started to annoy me in the when they were reading out the um, mm. the, 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 the votes at the end. Yeah. And they kind of kept saying the same phrases and the exact yeah. same tones over and over again. I'm like, I get that's yeah. probably all they've got to do because they're just reading from a prompter. That's but, right, yeah. But it kind of irritated me a little bit, but they did the best with what they what they oh, had. That so. was a great way to answer my prompt in one or two words, Kendall. So no. yeah, <laughs> I can't I can't really okay. ever answer anything in one or two now, words. Now, next word association, Madonna. Oh, God. <laughs> You know what? Oh, God. That's enough. That's Next it. word. <laughs> Don't well, I know. Is it okay. because okay, I Okay, hang on. And rant. Go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was so funny that I started reacting the way I did because Fulia was watching me react. Yeah. And she was I just... Ha- filmed it. Yeah. <laughs> you should have. It would have been hilarious. But she was telling me that you basically reacted the exact same way. And then when I listened to the podcast and talked about it, I'm like, this is exactly how I felt. Exactly. I could not even. I, phys- I physically cringed. Yes. Yeah, like, I physically went, oh, God. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. She I hid behind a pillow. I hid. I did. I did. I did. Actually, because, you know, I watched this. Oh, God. I actually watched this when it was live streamed from like 5 a.m. Yeah. So I was in bed watching this. And I think when Madonna came in, I actually stuck my head in the pillow. <laughs> I was like, you know, Megan, stop. It's already dead. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what else were you thinking? Yeah, mm-hmm. just I just could not believe. I'm just like what is she doing why why is this happening this is madonna she's one of the all-time greats one of the legends yeah. one of the most iconic female performers just performers in general yeah true and the, the I, did yeah. it make you also oh. feel this is why americans should stay out of yes <laughs> yes and especially because like just oh i mean i appreciated the the uh, i can't remember the name of the rapper who sang Quavo. Quavo. I appreciated his candor and his honesty <laughs> about the situation, but Madonna just seemed like she was living in another reality yeah. when she was being interviewed. And then when she sang, and then Like a Prayer is one of my favorite Madonna songs. Yes. So to hear her sing so much of it so off key. It was so bad. I and then like terrible. And yeah, and then like um in the podcast, it's so funny because Fully said the same thing to me when I was we were watching her sing her new song Future. Yeah. And then she said it in the podcast too. She's like, Madonna, you don't need auto-tune. And then I was just like, clearly she does. Come <laughs> <laughs> like, on. How about like the um, the the representative from the Netherlands? I guess. Shade? It was so funny. <laughs> missed it the first time yeah. so re-watching it yeah. when I saw when I heard her say it I'm like oh there yeah. it is well yeah. I thought she had said and you know Madonna's attitude I thought oh yeah she's kind of like enjoyed Madonna for doing the whole thing I'm like yeah. no no you actually said what we were all thinking as yeah. well I could not even okay. but yeah so I don't know I her new album comes out in a couple of weeks and I'm so not listening hopefully <laughs> hopefully we don't play it too much at work but if we do yeah. then I will grin and bear then again like when you, when it does get played and it probably will because you you know work in a, in a shop that plays wonderful music yes uh, just think about it this way. It will have the benefit of being in a studio and mixed properly. Well, yeah. yeah. Just think about it. It could have been worse. It could have been like a live concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Um... Okay. Final word association anyway. with Eurovision. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> 
Slovenia's PDA. Oh. <laughs> Claudia messaged me while uh, while you were watching it. <laughs> First of all, I want to know: Did I overreact? No. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I listened back I to my your reaction. I, your reaction was great. I listened back to it to my to that podcast, and I've just gone. Fuck, you need to relax, man. No. But I just wanted to know, make sure it wasn't me. It was no. them, wasn't it? Yeah. Were, look, that was because you actually really made. Because mostly I was fi- fixating on her yeah. and just how otherworldly, but so awkward she was. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I mean, obviously she's if she's stage fright, you know, she's in front of over two hundred million people. Yeah. Like it's it's insane. Um, and you know, and she's and she had a lovely voice, and it was a it was a fine enough song. Yeah. But then, you know, you look at him and the way the way he's looking at her and, mm. and you see the body language coming from him, like the way they're grabbing each other's arms, mm-hmm. like hands are running up arms and he's just like, literally, like you said, he's eye-fucking her. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, and then like the amount of people online, I like, I Googled them afterwards and like, they're talking about how like, you know, people are, oh my God, are they brother and sister? <laughs> <laughs> Relax people. Like, they're dating like, in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. People were like, they, they, they look like they could be related and I was just like, oh God, I hope not. <laughs> like, and maybe this is just some weird Slovenian thing. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Although people were saying the same thing about the Carpenters, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. You but know, yeah, brother but, and sister sang love songs for those who aren't sure. Yeah, aren't aware. But it's but yes, it's true. That's well, yeah. Oh, and. Uh, bloody Frank and Nancy Sinatra too with them. Yeah, something Some stupid. stupid. Yeah, father daughter. Father daughter. Mm, great song though. Amazing song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Slovenia was definitely interesting um, and <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't blame you. I don't blame you for your uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. I was just. I don't know if we needed to see that. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. okay. So okay. What are we thinking, ladies? Next year. Eurovision pajama party. Yes. I, I, yeah. If if you'll have me, I, I'm in. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. All right. I think yeah. Yeah, we need to book time off work. Yes. Has to happen. Yeah. The whole weekend. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. What a week. We yeah. Yeah. I love that Eurovision was the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Something I never thought I'd say. Yes. But I'm happy to say it. One of us. Yeah. One, One of us. us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hey. Well, I, to the club. I have been assimilated. Yay! <laughs> You're welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. There's so many talented people. Anyway, yeah. we, I don't want to go on and on about, about Eurovision. Let's get into the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. I mean, as much as I'd like to go on about Eurovision now, because I'm just like, <laughs> I was really happy about it. Anyway, um, cool. Nerdy news time. Let's get into it. Okay, so uh, starting with some Marvel news um, to do with the upcoming Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series. Um, so it looks like Emily Van Camp, who played Sharon Carter in Winter Soldier and Civil War, and Daniel Bruhl, who was Zemo, the villain of Civil War, are in talks to reprise their roles for the six-episode series, which is going to be directed by uh, Carrie Skogland, who has done episodes of Handmaid's Tale, Marvel's The Punisher, and The Walking Dead, to name a few shows she's worked on. Um, so that's going to be released on Disney Plus uh, next year. Um, super exciting stuff there. Um, some Star Wars news this week, guys. We got 
a really good look at the rise of Skywalker um, with some new photos that were released uh, along with a Vanity Fair article that detailed some of the new characters we're going to get to see on screen. Um, so we got to see a photo of Richard E. Grant's character, um, Allegiant General Pride, um, <clears throat> with um, Donald Gleason's character looking very broody, mm. um, very, yeah, General Hux there in the background. Um, Kerry Russell was added to the cast, as we know, and she will be playing um, kind of a scoundrel character called Zori Bliss. Um, and she has some really cool armor on that I really yeah. like. Her outfit is really, really Ooh, nice. So I don't. They haven't really said too much about her, her role yeah. and what she's got to do with everybody else in the story. But she looks really, really intriguing. Um, there was another really cool photo of. Um, let's see. We got Finn here, and there was a new character he's with, and I've <coughs> forgotten, misplaced the name of the character. Um, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so there's lots of... Oh, yeah, Jenna, sorry. Her name is Jenna, played by newcomer Naomi Aki. Um, and they're, like, riding on these, like, alien horse things. Yeah, these photos are well worth Googling. Yeah, yeah. they're right. spectacular shots. Yeah. Uh, photographed by none other than Annie Leibovitz. Oh, there you so, go. So, yeah. yeah, enough said. Um, yeah, and then a bunch of behind-the-scenes photos mm -hmm. as well and um, getting to see J.J. Abrams behind the camera and uh, look at the Knights of Wren, mm. which is Kylo Ren's, you know, band of brothers, mm. I suppose, that we haven't really yeah. seen, <clears throat> seen too much of yet in mm. the new trilogy. But, um, yeah, so... Rise of Skywalker will be out later this year, guys, September. September? I wish. No, December. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to tease anyone there, but December it will be hitting our theatres. Um, okay, Th speaking of things hitting our hitting our theatres? No. <laughs> speaking of things hitting our theatres, something has been delayed and I am not surprised. Sonic the Hedgehog has been pushed back to Valentine's Day. 2020 to accommodate for the update to the uh, look and the graphics, the CGI of one Sonic the Hedgehog mm. himself after the backlash. Um, thank you. <laughs> so yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's not rushing it. Yeah, I'm, I have to give them credit on that. Yeah. Let's not yes, it. I'm glad that they admitted that they were wrong first, and then you know first they were like, no, we'll we'll have him ready for the November release, mm. and then they've admitted now that they're like, well, no, we're going to need an extra three months. So, <laughs> no, kudos to you guys. Graphics so, design ain't easy. No, it's not. All that rendering, my goodness. Yep. So good luck to them, and we'll be seeing you in theaters on February 14 next year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, coming up on Netflix later this year, the long-awaited prequel series of The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh, we got some photos of that as well. Um, they look really, really good. Mm. Um, so this is a 10-episode prequel series. <clears throat> um, excuse me. It's the prequel to the, obviously, the Jim Henson and Frank Oz-directed uh, 1982 film, The Dark Crystal. Um, and so the prequel series, it's set in the world of Thra and concerns three Gelflings who discover the horrifying secret behind the Skeesus' power and set out on an epic journey to ignite the fires of rebellion and save their world. Um, and there were some really cool photos released. I'm just showing Wayne and Fulia mm. some of these. Like they just, the lighting, oh, yeah. the colors, like the detail on the puppets. Yeah, I think anyone who <clears throat> is a fan of the Dark Crystal 
um, yeah, definitely Google it. Hop on to Entertainment Weekly's website and have a bit of a browse through. Mm-hmm. You will be more than well pleased. Yeah. And I, it, when I first saw them, it just brought back memories of the film. This was a film that always played when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, on TV, they would play it back to back with The NeverEnding Story. Oh. But NeverEnding Story was the one that I clung to me more. Too. Yes, um, me too. The Dark Crystal, admittedly, for me, is the weaker of the two. Not that they have anything in common, except that I grew up watching both of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and The Dark Crystal is, funny enough, quite dark. Not something you'd really expect from the hen- the, the Henson brand, really. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's, quite, it's quite a dark uh, film. But okay. it yeah. is beautiful because look at the people behind it. Mm. It's so well made. Yeah. Um, and this prequel series, just based on the photos, just slides comfortably into it. Like nice. I know it's, you know, more than 30 years later or whatever, but you just go, it looks like it was made back in the day. They've got the aesthetic perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's reassuring. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, so that'll be out on the 30th of August um, on Netflix, all 10 episodes. Oh, so glad it's on Netflix. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Easy access. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Definitely going to watch that one. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, okay. Some more, more kind of reboot sequel adaptation news. Um, this was previously discussed a few months ago, but uh, we have confirmation now. Taika Waititi himself will be directing the live-action Akira remake, um, and they've locked in a release date of the 21st of May 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who don't know, Akira is about uh, a secret military project that endangers Neo-Tokyo when it turns a biker gang member into a rampaging psychic psychopath that only two teenagers and a group of psychics can stop. Now, if that doesn't sound very Japanese, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Sound right for you? Was the fan of yeah. Japanimation? Yeah. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, that sounds really cool. And based on just, uh, you know, seeing what Taika did with Thor Ragnarok and the aesthetic of that with the sci-fi and the, like, the retro kind of feel. Because Akira was, you know, I think was made in either the 80s or the 90s. Mm. Um, yeah. So I feel like he's definitely going to cling on to that. Mm. that feel and that vibe yeah. um, and in remaking this and in, in adapting yeah. this for live action mm. audiences. So. And that's an interesting thought, isn't it? Like mm. having an aesthetic that's back in the day but still making it look futuristic. Yes. Yeah. That's really cool because, you know, when it was made, it was envisioning what future would look like. Exactly. Now right. you're sort of going back to that aesthetic to still knowing, envision a future, knowing, knowing stuff, the future, yeah. but then still envisioning even a, a greater future, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so that yeah, will be a couple of years away, but I'm sure it will be worth the wait. Um, speaking of things that are worth the wait, uh, we now have a title of the upcoming Christopher Nolan film, which is going to be called, I, can't, I don't know the pronunciation, if it's Tenet or Tenet or mm. Tenet. Oh, they haven't exactly. I haven't. I haven't heard an audio recording of the word, but it's spelled T E N E T. Um, <clears throat> and along with that, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Kenneth Branagh, and Michael Caine have joined the cast of the movie, uh, as well as uh, uh, Clements Posey, who was Fleur Delacour in the Harry Potter films. Ooh. She's going to be in it too. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, it's basically all we know about the movie is it is described as an action epic evolving from the world of uh, international espionage and is being filmed in seven different countries using a mix of IMAX and 70mm film. Ooh. Nolan um, does James Bond. <laughs> Essentially, it Maybe, sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds right? cool. It does, yeah. yeah. So John David Washington from Black Klansman lead, is leading the cast. Mm. Um, Robert Pattinson's in it. Elizabeth Debicki's in it. Um, and yeah, so it's it's going to be fantabulous, mm. as all his films are. So I cannot wait for that. Um, Tenet. Uh, which is what I'm going to call it until I get told otherwise, uh, has a release date of July 17, 2020. So just over a year away. Cool. Very exciting. Okay. Um, oh, and another release date. We just got so many release dates today, guys. So many. Uh, John Wick 4 has already been locked in. Um, John Wick 3 only just came out like a week and a half ago at the time of re- recording this podcast. Um, but John Wick 4 will be bowing on the 21st of May 2021. Oh, same uh, day as Akira. Yes, exact same day as Akira. Well spotted. Good luck. (laughs) They will be competing against each other. So that's interesting. Um, Yeah, mark your calendars. Mm. Um, Okay, Uh, let's see. We have another remake in the works. This time it is a remake of the 1996 movie Fear. Um, And this is going to be starring Amanda Stenberg. Um, I really enjoy the original movie Fear. It's... It's pretty good. It's one of Reese Witherspoon's earliest films that she did, where she was the lead, and Mark Wahlberg was in it as well. It was one of his first yeah. forays into acting, too. I remember this movie. I've yeah. se- I only seen it once, and it was not too long after it was released. Sure. Yeah, I do remember it. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's pretty dark. Yes. Uh, intense. For those who don't know... Um, the story begins when a 16-year-old girl named Nicole, who was played by uh, Reese Witherspoon, but now will be played by Amanda Stenberg, uh, instantly falls in love with the handsome, sweet, and charming David, who was played by Mark Wahlberg, um, who she met through her best friend Margot, who I'm pretty sure was played by Alyssa Milano, if I'm rem- remembering correctly. However, as, uh, as Nicole and David's relationship progresses, Nicole soon finds out that David has a darker side to him, which is far different from the perfect guy she thought he was um yeah and basically he turns into an obsessive stalker type Mm, person and it's just yeah it's very it's very full-on but it's a really good movie i would highly recommend people checking it out um but yeah so she's going to be um playing the lead in this one uh for those who don't know who she is um amanda stenberg she was in the hunger games she played rue um and yeah yeah the tree yeah i know i know um more recently she's uh starred in the films everything everything the darkest minds and the hate you give um the latter of which got a lot of um attention for its topical and um like intense storyline um, I think it had some like ra- racially charged messages in there based on a book as well. Right. Yeah. So very, very cool. Um, all right. <clears throat> and finally in the nerdy news, um, we wanted to give a shout out to Bong Joon-ho, who has just become the first South Korean director ever to win the Palme d'Or at Ken for his film Parasite. Yay! Um, so clicks for that. Clicks for that, indeed. Amazing, groundbreaking, yeah. and great um, director too. I haven't seen this film, but you know we absolutely seen... Snowpiercer. So Snow... Snow... Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was amazing. Incredible it was a great film. film. A lot of fun. 
Totally, totally. Um, uh, for those who are interested, Parasite, uh, it's, a, it's a Korean film as well. Um, it's about all unemployed, let's see, Kai, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Kai Taek's family takes peculiar interest in the wealthy and glamorous parks for their livelihood until they get entangled in an unexpected incident. Okay, sounds like an interesting kind of drama. I think they're maybe classist or something. Because, I mean, Snowpiercer was all about the classist yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. absolutely. It was cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, really, really awesome. Um, okay, that is all that was fit to print this week. Anything yeah. we want to discuss before we move on? I have to, I have to admit, I've, I watched Dark Crystal um, within the last five to ten years. Yeah. Um, so I've watched it as an adult rather than a child. Mm. And I have to say, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I liked it as a kid. I went and I watched it again, well, probably about a year ago. And I have to say, it didn't sort of bring up any legitimate nostalgia mm. or anything like. Uh, and I'm going to throw to it because it is one of the greatest films ever made. Neverending Story makes me warm and fuzzy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it is. A I don't think I remember watching it. Oh, fully uh... we'll we'll do we'll Fred watch it one day because okay. it is just gorgeous okay. like for me it's just gorgeous <laughs> um i think you'd like the, the themes and messages in yeah it. it's beautiful cool. except prepare to cry <laughs> there there is, there is a scene that is a, a little oh. triggering for adults uh, <laughs> someone's already getting triggered yes. what's yeah. the name artex is that the name of the horse artec artec Oh, I know the scene you're talking about. Yeah. We've talked about it on the podcast yeah. before. Oh, of course, you know. But that's how they made films in the 80s. We were tough kids. You know what I mean? We could yeah. handle it. And they look, the Dark brutal. Crystal, you're right, is, you know, a lot more sort of edgier and stuff. Mm. Um, and watching it as an adult, I appreciated it for, I think I appreciated it more on the technical side of things. Yeah. How well the practical effects, because it's all puppetry and things yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. And it is a dark, yeah, it is, as I said, a dark story. Mm. Uh, but done well like the puppets are pretty scary i think oh Even yeah adult, they're yeah. pretty scary stuff wow. um but no but it's a good movie like it's a good movie okay. and it's one i'd watch again and i'm excited to watch the prequel because it looks good too so yeah. i'm interested to see how they've done it um yeah. kendall had you ever seen the dark crystal no i've never seen it no never yeah. it was never something no unfortunately yeah like yeah like yeah. you I, I watched never ending story religiously and mm. um yeah but never for some reason never stumbled upon Dark Crystal yeah. for some reason I don't know why but again it's like and again why I lumped them together is because when I was a kid they would always play them like every year back to back on the same night like right. same channel so I always associated the two together right. um, but then as it went on and obviously you know as you grow up you're like oh, watching the kids movie rah, rah. Yeah. <laughs> you know like that type of thing yeah. but the never ending story would every now and then be on um, if not, its sequels would be on during the daytime yeah. or, you know, or like Saturday night or something like that. So the brand was always in your head. Yeah, Whereas sure. The Dark Crystal, I think, had more of a, a closer cult following. Yeah. So it was one that a small audience just kept watching. But it didn't get TV play, which is why yeah. Um, yeah. you all probably wouldn't have seen it. That's probably kids. why. Because yeah. I was going to say, I can't really think of why, because my parents wouldn't let me watch it, considering, you know, mm. they let me watch um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom yeah. <laughs> and have me scared out of my <coughs> mind because yeah. I saw a watched, man. I watched all of them removed. as an adult. Removed from his yeah. chest. I watched that when I was like eight. <laughs> that was my favorite um, Indiana Jones movie as a kid. It was the only uh, one I had on video, so I've watched it more than uh, any other. Last Crusade. As a kid, Last Crusade was my favorite. And then when I grew up and watched Raiders for the first time, Raiders was my favorite. Raiders is so good. Still crazy, is. Yeah. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. Anyway, Gold Leader. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, I didn't really get to, I didn't really say too much about the Marvel bit in the news at the time. You don't but feel obliged I'm, to. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, okay. 
so deal with it. Um, <laughs> I'm dealing. Clearly, I'm dealing. <laughs> Continue to do so. Um, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I'm really excited about this series, especially following... God damn it. Especially following the events of Endgame and, uh, you know, certain things that happen to, to uh, certain characters... That yeah. will no doubt have effects going forward. Mm. I won't say what those are because they're spoilers. Um, but um, yeah, and then t- the fact that they announced that it looks like we're going to get to see Sharon Carter and um, Zemo again. Um, I mean, Sharon Carter does not surprise me because um, Emily Van Camp is awesome, and you know her character was mm. really, really good in uh, Winter Soldier and in Civil War. Um, but I'm really, really surprised to see Daniel Brühl's name come into play because Zemo was, you know. The villain, he was the one who broke successfully broke the Avengers apart. Loki tried to do it first, then Ultron, and then Zemo succeeded um, in, 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 you know, and dividing them mm. and um, tearing them apart, basically. So really excited to see what else he's going to be getting up to yeah. um, as a foil for, you know, our, our heroes. So Look, the show has a fantastic director. Yeah. Like what a wonderful resume that oh, Carrie has. man. So the show is going to come together swimmingly. I, think, I have absolutely no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, thank you. I think it's going to be awesome. Like yeah. she, I mean she also worked on House of Cards and mm. a bunch of other I forget the the shows now, but I yeah, I looked her up before and I was just like I I I, I could literally list probably like 10, 10 things she's done and they're all like amazing you know, top ranking TV shows. Yeah, so absolutely. I just I just pulled three of the ones that people would resonate with maybe yeah. but yeah uh, so I'm yeah well excited for this mm-hmm. it's gonna be super good um okay I, I is that all guys yep. right, shall we move on so all yes, right let's, go. let's roll on up to the trailer park oh yeah rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers yeah all right all right trailers are here yes they are what a week yeah I mean, after the drought that was last week <laughs> hello have we been rewarded yes oh yes. my god um okay so kids where do we want to start let's just go top to bottom top to bottom yep. happy with that okay <laughs> all right terminator dark fate holy crap hello oh my god i didn't know i wanted this movie so bad because i was just so so unsure of it when mm. they first announced it. I mean, I was like, okay, great. They're getting Linda Hamilton back. James Cameron's on board. Okay. All right. You've got my attention. But the last few Terminator films have been average at best. Mm. So I was just super concerned. Um, but now I've, if this movie is as good as this trailer, then we're in for a good show. Yeah. It looks great. <laughs> I'm so happy. The effects are awesome. Seeing seeing Sarah Connor again, oh badass! I want to cry. I'm so happy about it. She looks awesome, and Arnie's back. Yeah. Oh my god, looking fucking boss as with his beard and <laughs> just super old as well. Um, <laughs> but um, and and freaking one of my new favorite actresses, Mackenzie Davis. She's mm. the the main like younger yeah. woman slash Terminator. Like you know, uh, in this in this trailer in this movie, and sh- she's just—I don't think I've ever seen her give a bad performance in anything I've seen her in, and uh, and she's just kicking ass, and the effects look so good. This new te- like evil Terminator is just like like black goo thing, and it's just like how cool was oh. that? Like transition from like the the truck cab cabin or cab or whatever it is yeah. out to the front window. It's yeah, like, it was and amazing. It's like, it was still the same 
thing, but it wasn't. It was yeah. Just, yeah, it was trippy as. Yeah. I loved it. And then the use of the, um, so that song is a song called Hunter by Bjork. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I'm like you, Kendall. I didn't know I particularly wanted this movie until I saw this trailer. Yeah. I'm a fan of especially the first Terminator film. I think it's the oh. best one out of all of them. Oh, I, no, Judgment Day for me. Number two is really good. It is well. really good, but I but I, I do love number one. Yeah. yeah, and I think I love number one because it is very um, low budget, B grade. It's so eighties. Yeah, like I yeah. yeah I enjoy it. But the first two films are great. I've seen the first four, and I actually like them all to a degree. Yeah, I disengaged from the franchise a little bit. Like okay. I never saw the TV series because, like you, just kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. reinvigorates everything for me. Totally. And you're right. Seeing Linda Hamilton do her thing. Hello. Yeah. Um, it looks beautiful. I love the way that it's shot. I love the color palette of it. Yep. I love mm-hmm. the way it's cut. Mm-hmm. The effects look absolutely amazing. Yep, as uh, they should. It feels like familiar territory, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel stale or even yeah. repetitive. No, no, no. So I'm I'm really excited about this. I know, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> are, you of, are you a fan of the franchise at all? I have not seen one Terminator film. Okay, okay. so how did you feel about the trailer? Did it, it, does it look exciting? It, it looks interesting. It definitely looks interesting. Mm. Um, like you said, the effects look really cool. Yeah. Um, so I do appreciate that from a you know editor's sort of standpoint. Yeah. Um, apart from that, I didn't really get much out of it since yeah. you know, I've never really seen any of the films. Yeah. So... Yeah. No, but that's, that's, that's okay. fair enough. Yeah. I mean, and this is always a thing with a franchise, isn't it? You know what I mean? Or even just a sequel. Yeah. Um, you know, because we're going to move on to another franchise mm. shortly. <laughs> um, you know, you, you there there are things for people who are familiar with it. So Kendall and myself go, oh, cool, that's that character. Or well, that reminds me of that. Or that's yeah. that type of cyborg or, or whatever. And then for you just seeing it for like as someone first exposed yeah. um, and that, that, those point of views I think are always interesting totally yeah, yeah. because if you know a trailer is good though if for example in this case Bullia, it goes yeah that looks like I want to watch it mm. because for a franchise there's a lot of you know, pre uh, preconceived knowledge and so forth in it yeah. there's prior knowledge in there yeah. and um, if you don't have it and you go into the film you could feel a little bit lost yeah. I feel for sure yeah I sense this one though, the Terminator ones, they tend to be okay. I feel yeah. like you could just watch them individually without knowing yeah. the other. Yeah. They explain enough. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, they, they, they give. I've, I've seen Terminator 3 um, a few times because mm. I, don't, I, I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it either. Um, it's fine for what it is. Yeah. Um, I didn't like. I, I only saw Salvation once and I, so I, and I didn't enjoy it enough to bother tr- watching it again. I mean, I appreciated that they tried to actually do something totally different with it. Yeah, and Salvation um, I've seen once as well. And take it into the future instead mm. of, you know, setting mm-hmm. it in the present. That was cool, but I, di- I didn't think it worked very well. And then Genesis I've still only seen once that had the potential to be unbelievably good, but it just... It fell flat in the end. See, I actually haven't even seen Genesis. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Have you seen the trailer? Did you ever see the trailer? Because I would have, but I've like... That's fine. Good, good. Don't watch the trailer oh, because okay. the, the trailer actually gives away the movie's biggest twist. Oh, it's bullshit. Yep. Okay. I hated it. What a sucky trailer. I know. Because <laughs> you're know. watching that, like, before you see the film, you go, ooh, that's really cool. So then you're expecting something more. Yeah. Which is why I'm assuming you say it falls flat. 
Yeah, 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 because yeah, they really put they put most of the, uh, the the good, pretty much all of the good stuff in the trailer. And if they had it, the, the the twist I'm talking about, which I won't mention in case you do end up going back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people who have seen that trailer and seen Genesis will know what I'm talking about. You know, a certain reveal about a certain character. Um, if they'd have left that out of the trailer and put it in, just put it in the movie, mm. it would have been mind blowing. So it was rookie mistake. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. So, and it's, it's such a shame because, it, yeah, like, yeah, Am- Amelia Clark played Sarah Connor in okay. that, uh, which is hilarious because Lena Headey played Sarah Connor in the Terminator right. series. Yes, yes. And they were they were both in Game of Thrones. So, uh, <laughs> ironically, anyway, they anyway won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It just, it's a shame, but this, I'm happy to say that, yeah, this one looks like it might be finally the worthy, like, successor or follow-up yeah. to Judgment Day. Well, it's like all the uh, original team, well, it the significant members of the original team is, yeah. are on board, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and oh, they've cool. gotten some, I don't know, it looks like they've gotten some decent, act, like, I, mean, I don't know, I don't want to say decent actors, because Amelia Clark's a fantastic actress, yeah. but I think maybe it just looks like... Well-suited actors, this, perhaps. This, this, this is, yeah, or even the script is a, more up to par because, mm. like, this just seems something more deserving of, of you know, mm. of the, 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 the weight of the Terminator mm. franchise as yeah. a, an important pop culture kind of thing, you know? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot to say on it. Mm. I'm very passionate. <laughs> um, okay, so Terminator Dark Fate will be in theatres on the 31st of October. Mm. Halloween. All right. All right. Next up. Next trailer is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, the highlight yes. of the week for me in terms of trailers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't. I, I Terminator just pips this for me, but wow, I, really? only just. See, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Yeah. yeah. Tarantino on a bad day is better than most on their good day <laughs> that's, for me. That's uh, his ninth film. Yeah. So I mean, with Tarantino. You know what you're getting, which is exciting, and he doesn't disappoint you either, but yeah. yet still manages to surprise and entertain you. For sure. You know, uh, even if he doesn't hit the bullseye, he's not perfect all the time, mm. but I just, I always have fun with the Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one detail or links to, um, you know, a, a, a true story. Yes, it does. Um, but Tarantino will put his spin on it. Yes. And like he did with Inglorious Bastards, he did something marvelous with it, mm. and I'm thinking he's going to do the same here in his own quirky way, yeah. uh, but not sort of offend anyone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, yes, yes. I loved absolutely every single thing about this trailer, like it every was everything, so good. everything. It was ah, oh, the the actors that are in this. My yeah. goodness. Well, now, well, Tarantino's now that sort of name that can pull together a, a huge ensemble. Mm, yeah, so, for sure. You know, uh, he, he's not chasing and begging people to work with him. It's the other way around. And why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you a fan of Tarantino for Not particularly. Um, mm-hmm. I've only ever seen one other Tarantino film, and I think that was The Hateful Eight. Yep, okay. That's a good one. It's very long. It is. It was... For me, tediously <laughs> long. I just was like, when is this going to end? Mind you, though, sorry to cut you off. I saw a review that was made at the time by um, Siskel and Ebert. And for those who don't know, they're that well, they're both passed on now. But they were the leading film oh, critics, right? Roger Ebert, I know. Yeah, I and Gene Siskel, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, in America. So if you think about David and Margaret in Australia, that's the American version, oh, okay. right? And actually, Roger Ebert Basically, is yeah. still the only person ever to win a Pulitzer Prize for film criticism. 
in terms of writing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's how unreal. like regarded prolific he, he was. Yeah, yeah and sure. um, and you know you can actually find a lot of their um, reviews on YouTube as well. These two like just argue and banter, and it's totally unscripted yeah. because they stumble over words. There's no second takes. There's nothing about it. It's so natural. I love watching them review films. But anyway, they did a special about a little special segment about Tarantino after Pulp Fiction came out. Mm. As in, who is this guy? Why is he such a great filmmaker and what should he do next in terms of they were really excited about him. Mm. But one point they made was that Tarantino said the best scenes are usually left on the cutting room floor. Ah. So he puts them in the film. Okay. So that was a really long ramble to make a point for you, but it's probably why you found The Hateful Eight like tedious. A lot of his films do have moments where things seem to just sort of sit and go on. Yeah. Um, like there is a moment, for example, in in Pulp Fiction, because they point to this when they sort of analyze this scene in Pulp Fiction, where you know you've got your two characters walking in, and the camera just stays still on the corridor in, in the corridor, and you know they're walking around, and you know say a lot of directors would have cut from there, but no, he leaves it in for this purpose and that purpose. Yeah, so yeah, yeah he does think outside the box. Oh, okay. He really does. He yeah. also does draw on a lot of films from back in the day. So a lot of younger people might think that a lot of the stuff he does is quite innovative and of his own making. No, he's homaging a lot of different movies and puts them together so they feel fresh. So even for someone like me who knows not a lot, but knows a significant amount of the films he's referencing Mm -hmm. can still appreciate what he does. Yeah. Because he does it really well, I think. So I excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kendall, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I am. This is a fantastic trailer. Mm. This, uh, like, I was wondering what we were going to get um, when the first teaser came out because I did going in. I did know that it was going to be connected to the the Sharon Tate um, murder and the mm. Manson family murders, um, and I was like, oh wow, what's Tarantino going to do with that? Because that's such a huge you know event in hollywood history really yes um and some have done it badly yes yes yeah <laughs> see wayne's fred, fred watch from this week yes yeah <laughs> um, this week's fred watch review was for a film called wolves at the door and it was about this this moment oh that okay. tarantino is going to refer to what a coincidence and that's how you do it badly <laughs> absolutely yeah um but you feel a bit better about it now can you um yeah yeah like because i because the first teaser didn't didn't link any of that hmm. at all it was just focusing on um leo and brad pitt's characters yes. and who they are and stuff yeah and and that one had piqued my interest but this trailer really just was like yeah fuck this looks good it looks mm. Just like poor, yeah. it looks like such a good movie. I really hope it is same as Terminator. Just I hope it looks like it actually is as good as it looks. Yeah. Um, because that like last shot of those three shadowy figures sort of approaching the house. That's the moment yeah. that we know these three people are going to murder four people. Yeah. Four or five people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they are. Um, quite brutally too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. <laughs> Just it horrifying. wouldn't be a Tarantino film if it wasn't brutal murder. Well, see, that's what I was... Yeah. The first thing that came to mind when I'm like, he's doing the Manson murders. I'm just like, oh, okay. All right, here we go. Brace yourselves, everyone. Um, but yeah, I love I love Margot Robbie's casting as Sharon Tate. Ever mm. since she was announced, I'm like, perfect choice. Yeah. Perfect choice. And I don't know if you've been seeing uh, seeing the way she's been looking on the red carpet at Cannes during, right. during the week. 
so like she really kind of channeling Sharon, uh, yeah. I think, and very much a sixties kind of. That is true. Yes, actually, I vibe. saw it. Oh yeah. man, I was just she's gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway, well, the Khan screening, everyone's heralding it as a masterpiece. Yeah, they are. The yeah. reviews are wonderful. So he has to then be doing the Manson element respectfully. He must be. Yeah, because again, we know like hey, just said for you like Tarantino. You know, there's a lot of bloodshed and stuff like that. It's what we're used to. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the victims here in, in in the in the Manson murders, you know, people, and myself included, really, can be quite sensitive about the way they're portrayed if you have an affinity, uh, particularly for Sharon, but also for the people as well. Um, and you know, Sharon's family's worked really hard. Her mother, especially, about protecting victims of crime and their families and so forth. Mm-hmm. Like laws have been passed in the states because of this incident, yeah, and because of her true. family and things like that. Yeah. So people are quite sensitive about it. Yeah. The fact that she was quite young and beautiful mm-hmm. and heavily pregnant at the time of her yes, murder yes. makes us even a bit more heightened mm. because of all these cultural codes. Naturally, for sure. You know, every life is precious, but some let's admit we hold higher than others because of all of these little factors. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Um, but because she was so vulnerable as well at the time of her condition Uh, so it's easy to be exploitative about it but for the film to be getting the reception that it's getting tells me that Tarantino handles it well it doesn't mean that he won't necessarily show scenes we expect Tarantino to be quite excessive and graphic no holds barred kind of approach but he still does that well yeah he he still finds a way to be yeah. Artful and tasteful yes. about confronting things, and he knows how to take the piss as well. I am sure. referring to the torching of Nazis. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. What, what, what did it, what did what did what Leo say? He was like, "Would you have about some fried sauerkraut?" Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, a, there's a blow torch on like these six Nazis. Oh like, man, it is so. Funny. Leo oh, is amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah onto the like, I was gonna sit, get onto him. Like he. This looks like it's going to be another Oscar nomination, at least for him. Well I loved, yeah. love the, love, I love the way he throws himself into his characters. And just, yes. the, 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 yeah, the performances he gives, the little nuances and mm. the, the things he says and the way he says it and the looks on his face. Like, geez, he's, he's just one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah, absolutely. No, no question. Yeah. Um, and getting to see him and Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt work oh, together. Wow. Yeah. Like, so, like, you know, they're, they're both, the two of them leading this film. And, you know, and Brad Pitt's his stunt double. And, <laughs> and then the fact that we're going to get to see, like, you know, actors playing these real life, you know, screen legends. Like, yeah. you know, we're getting to see Bruce Lee. Yeah. Right? We're going to get to see Steve McQueen. We're going to, mm. like, and, and then, you know, and here's fucking Leo pretending to be some guy we've never <laughs> even heard of. It's, and that's such a Tarantino thing to do to insert, yes. like, these crazy, wacky, uh, out there people into just these, you know, heightened situations yeah and, I love it oh, it's, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm so excited yeah. so when are we going to go and watch it Kendall when are we going to go watch it and maybe you too Philip. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you like this trailer too didn't you Philip? I did enjoy it yes. yeah, yeah. I don't know whether I like the overall film but yeah. we'll see yeah. but you did say I did like that you said when we finished watching it you said that this might be a Tarantino film you could actually watch it actually <laughs> watch. might watch it yeah yeah yeah. so that's that's something um, oh and I just remembered sorry mm-hmm. I wanted to point out one thing before we moved on um they show Charles Manson in the trailer. They that's, actually, oh, that's, cor- they, that's correct. They do too. They actually show him. And I was like, I know that face. Who is it? It's an Australian actor yeah. by the name of Damon Harriman. Okay. Um, What's he been in? So um, he was in a horror film called A Hundred Bloody Acres mm-hmm. with Angus Sampson okay. a number of years ago. But um, he was also in uh, Riot. 
Oh, yes, I've seen Ray. I've seen Ray. Yeah. yeah, so he was... Oh, wasn't he the lead in that? He's the lead in that. That's right. I yeah. do know him, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, but he I'd... was quite good, I remember. Yeah. Fred Watch Review was done, people. Look it up. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Good plug. But yeah, no, he's yeah, he's an Australian. And I was just like, oh, that's fucking cool. That's cool. And he's playing... Yeah, he's actually playing Charles Manson. Oh, okay. So, um, and apparently they're going to get him to play Charles Manson in season two of Mindhunter on Netflix. Okay. As well. It's literally on his, on his IMDb. It says Charles Manson twice. <laughs> right next to each other. So he must do a good job. That's, a, mm. that's super exciting. Don't get typecast, mate. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, anyway, so fantastic trailer. Uh, fantastic movie we will see on the 15th of August. Not that far away. Not that far away. Only a couple of months to go. Mm. Super exciting. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I'm going to hand over to Wayne and Fulia for yes. this one because this seems to be like their MCU. I yeah. think. <laughs> the, the vibe I got while, while, while you were watching, I'm like, oh, is this what people feel like when they watch me react to like Iron yeah. Man do a thing? Like, yeah. <laughs> so for those of you obviously who couldn't see us all reacting to the trailer, if you know what Nelson Muntz looks like at an Andy Williams concert, you'll know exactly what I'm talking <gasps> oh about. Oh my God, that is like, that is like the perfect analogy of what watching you guys was like. I'm not even kidding you. The way, like, but I, I, like, I'm over here, like, being interested, but at the same yeah. time, just kind of like, not really, yeah, oh, like, I don't really care. Who are these people? And then me. Nelson's just like. <laughs> eyes, starry eyes. Starry eyes. Yeah. Yes. What film are we talking yes, about? Wait, yes, introduce. We are talking about Downton Abbey. Um, <laughs> look, this is a series that I've absolutely enjoyed. Oh my goodness! And I went after you'd watched you watched yeah. it. I went and watched it. That's right. I remember you saying that you had just started watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, tell me everything wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was excited for you. Oh my goodness! Because um, I watched it as it was on TV. Like okay. I was so I didn't binge it by any means, but yeah, I started watched it along the way. Yeah, and I have to. I just. Enjoyed the series uh, so yes. much. It was just the drama yes. and the the amount of romance and the you know the little bits of comedy that they've just chucked yes. in. It's so good. The thing is, if you're familiar with the TV series, yeah. this movie will make you happy. Yes, because it's funny talking about like Tarantino style, talking about Terminator. There's something familiar about yes. it, so you feel safe. The great thing and the selling point about Downton Abbey is somebody wrote this on like in an article and when I read it, I remember laughing out loud because I'm like, it's so true. With Downton Abbey, it is a trashy soap opera. Yeah. But there are costumes and posh accents, so you feel smarter for watching yep. it. <laughs> Can say the same thing about Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great, yeah, yeah. Everything is a trashy soap opera. <laughs> Absolutely. It's what we love about it. It's, it is. it's the fun of it. Um, the players are all here. Those who lived. Yeah, Because <laughs> there are exactly. quite a few deaths in the series. I, I, I hear. Yeah. yeah uh, I and they all make us cry. Yeah, I mean, they do. Well, particularly all I know. hysterically no, Not to spoil anything, but I, I don't know the character's name, but Dan Stevens' mm. character, I, that sounded like absolutely I sad. was dying when yeah. I saw that. I was yeah. like, no. Oh, I had somebody who actually made me go, oh my gosh, was, um, I'm trying to even think of her name now. It's so bad. The, I don't know if I want to spoil this. Okay, don't listen if you don't want to spoil her. Well, the youngest daughter? Yes. Yeah. What was her name? I can't even remember. I... Sibel. Sibyl. Sibyl, yes. Sibyl, yeah. My, when she goes, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. And do you, know, so and do you know And do you know what's so beautiful about it was, um, was is it Mary McGee? 
Gown, who plays the mother in Downton Abbey. I am not sure. Anyway, the woman who plays the mother, the American. Yeah, yeah. Her performance in the, the scene is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, because, wow. you know, like, yeah, she's there watching yeah. her child very ill and stuff like that. Yep. And it is just so beautiful. Like, it, like beautiful in terms of a mother's love to a daughter yeah. and stuff like and that. Her, and her husband. <gasps> mm-hmm, who copped all the blame because yeah. he was like, no, d- stick oh. to our doctor and things like that. And oh you can tell it's a soap opera the way we're just talking about it, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Kendall. I'm picking up what you're yeah. putting down. You need to see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, and it spans like six seasons and it's set from 1912 because it begins right after the Titanic sinks. Yes. Um, to 1925. The film is now set in 1927. 1927. So only like two years after everything happens. And we've got, and the series actually t- ends quite neatly. It's very beautifully tied up. Huh. Like it's one of the endings. I don't know if you agree with this, Julia, that you're happy with the way it ends. Yeah. There's neat resolutions all the way around. Um, and so we see someone come out of a retirement. We see Carson yeah, come out of retirement. Carson. Who's kind of like the old man who was the servant running everything sure. and, and hands it over to Thomas really. Yeah. Um, when Tom- almost, almost by, almost like out of, like Tom, didn't Thomas like blackmail him in some way? Or? I'm not too sure. Well, the th- the thing with Thomas is, and Kendall, we'll talk about who Thomas is because you actually responded to him. Yeah, yes, um, I did. Where is a, a gorgeous young um, gay man in the series, and we find out he's gay in the first episode. Yes. Um, but he obviously has to keep it quiet. Yes. Um, there is a moment in the series where you know, like, there's talk about Thomas. You know, like one of the uh, one of the the house servants. Uh, Mrs. Patmore actually, I love you know, because you know, <laughs> one of her, uh, who's the main cook in Downton Abbey. Yeah. And she's got like a, a minion cook with her, Daisy, who's fucking annoying as anything. <sighs> but anyway, she's infatuated with Thomas and like Patmore goes to her, she goes, Daisy, don't put your eyes on Thomas. Don't He's got the her. devil's curse. <laughs> <laughs> but she's sympathetic. You know what I mean? She, they still all love, love Thomas. But anyway. Thomas at one stage is accused of um, trying to bed one of the other male, you know, um, workers and stuff. It's just a, a, a miscommunication and things like that. And Carson is like, you know, you have to leave type thing. They're all like, you have to resign. You can't kind of stay here. We'll give you a good recommendation letter and things like that. And he turns to Thomas and says, it's not your fault, boy. You're sick. You are foul. And I just, and then Thomas turns around. He's like, Mr. Carson, I'm not foul. And I just wanted to cry because it's the only time Thomas is able to speak up for himself, for his sexuality, because he doesn't acknowledge, he can't acknowledge it in this world. It's completely taboo. Yeah. And it's so beautifully performed and my heart breaks for him. And then, because... Thomas um, leaves Downton Abbey. He has all of these shit jobs because not many people want valets anymore and things like that. You know, so he doesn't have that, you know, the thrill of the, of the career and there's nowhere to, to, to progress to. Yeah. Um, He eventually does come back to Downton Abbey because he's, he's good with the kids and stuff like that. Uh, And so it's lovely to see him. He sort of also in some way kind of changes his tune a little. Well, I think so. I think it humbles him a lot. Yeah. But the thing is he softly and slowly starts to become more mellower, I Mm. think as well. So it's going to be interesting to see him in, in the, in Carson's role now in the film. Yeah. And it will be interesting. We see him kiss somebody or somebody kiss him. So, because you know, he has to be dormant, 
you know, he cannot have a sexuality yeah. at all. He's not allowed to no. um, because he's already expressed it and there were consequences. Exactly. Yeah. So this will be interesting to see what happens to him. And it's 1927, right? We know he can't live happily ever after. Mm. Let's think about his lifespan, yeah. whatever it will be. He essentially will either be an extraordinarily old man or he will not be alive mm. when the civil rights movement kicks in. You know, well, in 1969. Well, for me, that kind of just reminds me of um, The Imitation Game. Did you ever watch that? No, but I, oh, oh, on my, it is on my list. You, oh, yeah. is that with Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes, I've seen it. Yes, yes. so yeah. because um, he played Ar- Ar- Alan Turing. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, who was a gay man. Yes. And he was actually arrested for being gay because yeah. being gay was illegal in England. Mm. Yes. Um, Despite pretty much defeating the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like despite even, being he a was, hero. He was yeah. a, a complete war hero. Yeah. And they still locked him up because of who he was. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that just really makes me think, like, obviously... Sorry, it was Thomas? Thomas, yeah. Yeah. Like, Thomas is, you know, if he outs himself and decides to live freely as a gay yeah. man in England in the 20s yes. at least he's going to be in for a world of hurt yeah. well, if I mean, he even survives well it. and that's it when we think about like this awful you know the era and people who are of high profile in Thomas's say lifespan even say beyond 27 um, you know Oscar Wilde hello yeah exactly, uh, you know like yeah. the, you know just yeah it's that's just true. anyone you know and even Oscar Wilde as well when talking in court and stuff like that never said the word homosexuality or no. anything like that you know use that beautiful code of the love that dare not speak its name yeah um yeah so there's a lot of high stakes in downton abbey always yeah. because it is about you know maintaining a type of lifestyle that's quickly going outdated as well yeah yeah, yeah. but for me like i just my only comment on this trailer really apart from it was a well put together trailer mm-hmm. um and you know it definitely I can see why fans would like you guys would lose their shit over it. <laughs> yeah. Cause it just really just based on your reactions feels like it's ticking all the boxes for yeah, kind of yeah. what you would want from yeah. a, a theatrical version. Um, but yeah, the reaction for me to seeing Thomas and yeah. the, the two men, they yeah. had that brief kiss. So I'm just like, Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. there's gays in the twenties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Be free and love. Please. Yeah. Absolutely. But me happy. Yeah. But I do, I feel like this is a trailer that really, if you're not a fan of the show, mm. would not interest you in the slightest. No. I feel like there's nothing that. That would, was the only thing that yeah. really kind of, uh, me. I was like, oh. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like, like there's nothing that would grab you. No. If you weren't a fan of the show. Um, yeah. Besides perhaps Maggie Smith, who is Oh, oh, I love that woman. She had some good dialogue in that trailer. Oh. She has great dialogue in the um, series. The sass. Oh, yeah. and, she, and imagine that for six seasons. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that would be glorious. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> goodness. She is everything. And she spars <laughs> against the other older lady that you see there yeah. throughout the whole series. But they, they're like friends, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because they come they from two you, different classes. They give each other shit. Oh, my gosh. Maggie Smith is everything. Yes. <laughs> like yes. everything. That is wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Can I just point something out too before we, we, wrap, we, we wrap up? Um, <laughs> Wayne, you're going to love this. Yeah. So I, it's funny that I made the comparison to like, this is, <coughs> excuse me. This is your MCU. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot and just remembered. There's actually a Downton Abbey reference 
in Iron Man 3. Oh, is it um, really? No, really. I've seen Iron Man 3. Yeah. So let me let me read to you. Uh, so in, in Iron Man 3, um, so John Favreau is the director of mm-hmm. 1 and 2, but he plays Happy Hogan mm-hmm. in, the, in the MCU. Um, he's what, there's a scene where he's in a hospital because uh, he, he was uh, involved in like a, a bombing incident in yeah. the film um, and was severely injured. But there's a scene towards the end of the film where he's in a hospital and he's watching a scene from Downton Abbey <laughs> right. that features Branson mm-hmm. and Sybil. Yeah, and then Tony Stark says to the nurse, "It's his favorite show. He thinks it's elegant." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you legit see him in the bed watching a scene. I don't, ha- I don't think I have a photo of it, but yeah, yeah, look yeah. it up. Brand, Brand, oh, Branson and Sybil were everything. Mm-hmm. I love that couple. It was a couple that like weren't allowed to be. Yeah. Oh, so Branson. Star-crossed lovers. Type well, Branson thing. was kind of like the the. He the, was a driver. The driver and oh. Sybil, who is the daughter yeah. of the family. Yeah. Um, and she's very progressive out of all of them. Yeah. You know, she's really progressive. And she'll she'll talk she'll go to like protest meetings yeah. and stuff like oh, that. Oh wow. And she'll 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 talk she'll um she'll voice her opinions. Yeah. Very freely. And so for her to fall in love with the driver, who? Correct me if I'm wrongfully, I believe it's maybe even Catholic. So you've got like the Protestant Catholic. I feel like there was a religion thing. I think there was like a religion thing going on between them as well. Okay. But it was also a class thing too. Oh, very much. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, back then you just call everyone, you call your servants by their surname. Yeah. So then they had to get used to not only calling him by his first name. Yep. Seeing him in a suit, which he'd never worn before. Eating at the table with them. He was so uncomfortable. Oh, of course. Well, because he's getting served by people who that he, he worked alongside that he worked, with. Worked alongside with, and you know, would eat in the kitchen with along, you know, after everyone else was served and things yeah. like that. Yeah. What a lovely story. Oh, man. I yeah. love that that part of the story mm. of Downton Abbey. Absolutely. Which oh, makes Sybil's death even more. Oh, because then they're like, you can stay, but he doesn't want to stay. Because they've got the little baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see grown-up kids. <gasps> no, in the film. yeah. I know. And I love that Mary's still like, a, a, like an ice queen. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck, she's a bitch. Do you think anybody will care about Edith? I love her Edith. Oh, man. Edith is the, the, middle, mid- the is middle, child. middle child. And as a middle child myself, I can always relate to Edith. No one gives a shit about her. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the whole series. It's hilarious. And then she has that baby out of wedlock. Oh. And out of all the names, she calls it Marigold. Like, <laughs> Marigold? What are you calling your kid Marigold I know. For? Anyway. Weird name. Yeah. When's it coming out? Yes. Well, otherwise we'll be here for yeah, another hour. We, we, could, we could talk about this for a long time. Yeah, I should, I should stop this. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Downton Abbey, the, f- the film. I was going to say the movie, and then I started saying film, and then it just didn't work. Okay, the film movie uh, will be out on the 19th of September, 2019. Yay. Yay. Can't wait. Fully and I have a date. Fully and I have a date. <laughs> Set your clocks <laughs> to count down to downtown. Town. It doesn't really rhyme. No, anyway. but it was cool. It was a cool Petula Clark reference. I like that. Ah, yeah. you're welcome. No one has a clue who Petula Clark is, but you I should. really know for that song. Yeah. <laughs> downtown. Oh. All right. <laughs> all right. Rolling out of the trailer park. Yes, that was a good trailer park discussion. Yes. Amazing. Great films all around. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yes. Stay stay optimistic. Okay. I have a quick, 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 quickie review for Mm -hmm. you guys. 
quickly review. Yep. Um, because uh, Game of Thrones has finished. Oh, and everyone was happy about it, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone yeah, loved the ending, yeah, apparently. Everyone was so thrilled. It was one of the best endings to <laughs> any show ever done. So, Kendall, Fully and Sarcasm I... Sarcasm is fun, isn't Fully it? Fully and I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, well, only, I got halfway and stopped. You got halfway. I've only seen the pilot. Okay. So, over to you, my dear. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, so... Right, so yeah, I've seen every single episode of the show and uh, I am a big fan. I was not entirely disappointed with the ending, but um, I just, um, my main query is just, I really want to know why they just, the showrunners decided to um, strip the show down from its initial 10 episode per season run to seven in season seven and six in season eight, because I feel like if they'd had a full 10 episode per season, they would have had more chance to kind of flesh out these storylines that they were wrapping up because mm-hmm. that's where they kind of seemed to fall apart in the end. Uh, and there was a lot of like errors in terms of, you know, uh, whoever edits these was not picking up things. Like, you know, we all heard about the, the star Starbucks cup heard, heard around the yeah. world, basically seen around the world. Um, and yeah, and there were other bits, things like that. that so were, continuity that, errors. Continuity errors that were in sh- so many shots. And I'm just like, you had two years to put this together. What's, mm. what the hell has happened? Um, but nevertheless, like it's still one of the most gorgeous TV shows you'll ever watch. Mm. And visually stunning. Cinematography is incredible. Um, and the action sequences are like nothing ever done on television. Uh, mm. ever period. Like it's, that's the peak. Um, but yeah, I wasn't entirely happy with where a couple of characters' stories ended, but, um, the, uh, you know, the, the good guys, um, got, got some interesting endings, but I, 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 I liked the ending. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but I liked the endings that they, they got, but the road to getting to those endings was a bit of a weird one. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. Not... <sighs> Yeah, it was. It's weird. I can't really say too much without spoiling it. And I Does like, someone end up on the throne? Yeah. Is it someone you were expecting? No. Okay. Is it somebody you were happy with? Eh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like eh, like I'm okay with it, but I, I didn't see it coming at all. But some people online, uh, he, that person's name did come up uh, online when people were discussing, but it never even occurred to me for a second that that person should be on the throne. Okay. But I'm, but I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that. But just, yeah, I don't know. There was a few moments in the last episode that actually legit had had me tearing up as well, um, and they were really ex- executed well. And um, yeah, God, cried. I cried so much actually. Were there executions? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you know, one of my favorite characters. Uh, yeah, the way their story ended was not what I expected at all and probably mm. could have been handled better. Right. I was a little disappointed. But, um, yeah, overall, the show is still one of the best TV shows ever produced and I highly recommend finishing it. Okay. Yeah. If you ever can find the time and can be bothered investing yourselves. Oh, I plan to. Like, my intention after watching the pilot um, a few years ago was going, oh, no, I need time to invest in this. It seems quite, like, complex and intricate. Yeah. And then I decided, I was like, I'm going to actually wait till the show to finish completely. Oh, great. Um, and then actually sit and sort of binge it through and watch it. Okay. I feel like that's how I'll be able to understand and remember who everything, everyone is. No, that's, oh, well, yeah, I think that kind of worked for me too because I, I started watching it uh, when it was in, I think it had just maybe just started season 
three when I started watching right, it. Yeah. So I binged season one and two yeah. really quick, which was really helpful because yeah, it is a it is an information overload at first yeah. because you you're you're being you know, introduced to this whole world. Yeah. There's so much world building, so many characters with crazy names that yeah. like I mean, even me as a fantasy fan mm. who loves Harry Potter, who loves Lord of the Rings, like these names and these things were just so oh wow, this isn't this is like next level. Yeah. You know, like complicated. But it's when you actually pay full attention and, and start to get the hang of the whole the way the show works after mm. a few episodes you're like hooked yeah um and then yeah the certain choices they make with certain characters who dies who lives you know battles and whatnot mm. like it, it's and the political drama of it all mm. you i think wayne especially you yeah. would really enjoy so mm. yeah yeah it, not not an underwhelming ending but i'm i i didn't hate it Mm. Just and, and just season eight, I had so many high expectations. So I don't know if it just let us down, let the world down, because most of the world seemed to be a bit in uproar about it. Mm. I don't know if it's because everyone had such high expectations for it, and we were just going to be disappointed with whatever we got. True. Because we it had to be perfect or nothing else. Mm. So I, yeah. So I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Let's 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 not get that. <laughs> let's not that. do a Madonna. No, no, no. She doesn't deserve it right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's they're they're kind of my spoiler three spoiler three spoiler free thoughts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the end of Game of Thrones. So, so overall, season eight out of five. How'd you rate it? Uh, yeah, the number that's popping up in my mind is three. Yeah. Three okay. out of five. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff in it I did really enjoy mm. and that I enjoyed more than others, but. The big stuff people complained about, I was there with. It was them legitimate complaints. It wasn't okay. just being whingy fans. Yeah, I, yeah. So I, it's I, a middle I, of the road type of. Yeah, and the only fortunate for the last season yeah. to be that way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it was so disappointing. And like, the hype that they brought for season eight was well, so high. Because wasn't it? Was it what like a year and a half between seven and eight? Two years. Two years. Yeah. So that anticipation is there. I mean, let's face it. It was going. It was probably always going to lose. Oh yeah, like you well, know, yeah. It's it's got, the world was against it. But then again, really? if you've produced such quality beforehand, I know. I, know. I don't. You, understand. you know, you yeah. Anyway. I think. Well, I think just as a final thought, the the the, the main problem is the fact that uh, you know they they went past the books because these were based. These yes, were, this, I was go- was, yeah. I was going to say, was, they, doesn't it? Doesn't the story come from the books anyway? Yes. So yeah. So obviously, so the people who have read the books should know what happened. Oh, it's based on. So it's based on the Song of Ice and Fire mm. book series, right? But um, yeah, the George R. R. Martin, the author, famously has not finished. Um, the current book, mm. like the next book in the series, which isn't even the last book. Yeah. Um, so there's still at least another book or two to go, mm. I think, okay. before he's actually done with it. But he keeps delaying and delaying and delaying. And so because the show had already got underway, yeah, they just – and because it ended up being so huge, they had to keep going. And then so he basically gave them, like, outlines of what he wanted for certain characters. Yeah. And then you can fill in the blanks. And oh, yeah. So the books are going to, like, if you're following the books and the series together, they'll start quite similarly, but then branch out 100%. separately, I suppose. And that's what a lot of people, and me included, are saying online that you really just notice the uh, the dip in quality as soon as it goes past Deviates, the books. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, so that's interesting. That's very I know. disappointing. I know. As an adaptation, it's perfect. So, but everything well, after that. Oh, I guess I'm, I don't know. I feel like Let me find this, you. this question need not be. There's a meme. It's like almost like there's an obvious answer here. But if the author was sort of lagging behind on doing the books, 
why don't you just take that moment to supervise the scripts or yeah. literally do the storylines for each episode and then just have writers fill in dialogue and stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like he should have, or he could have had closer attention to it. But in saying that, he probably is like, my books are my books, the show is the show. Maybe he's not as invested yeah, in the show, well, really. Well, he's been an executive producer the whole way through. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Half the time, that's just a customary title, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah, maybe. You know, like Stan Lee was for, for MCU for the longest time. Yeah. But did he really have input? No. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, just to let everyone know that he's involved he, in he's, He has some way. connection. And, yeah. Because, I mean, an executive producer doesn't have creative input, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Your producer has more. They shouldn't, yeah. but they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, there's a there's also a, just a quick little visual gag that's been making the rounds on the internet on. Uh, for Is, people listening. Uh, Kendall's got her phone out; she's about to reveal it. But can I make a guess? Yeah, you've probably seen it. Is it the horse? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Have you seen this for It's a drawing of a horse in like eight different stages. So yeah. that's it. Oh, that horse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes. It's, yes. It's been. Yeah. I just wanted to show Wayne mm. Fulia. So that's what that's that's what you accurate. Ac- yeah. Wow. Okay. So it starts off absolute class and then goes to a kindergartner. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I've but, so I've but, really stopped at the at right the, time. At the right moment. <laughs> so don't keep going yeah. there. Because, like, literally, though, I love this one because there's two versions. There's one where it's just full kindergartner, but yeah. this at the end here, how it looks like a drawing, yeah. that's when one of the best episodes in the entire run happens. Right. And that's at the end of season six. Okay. okay. So that's why it looks like a picture. Yeah. And then, every, and then everything else is just like, oh, it's a, I'm drawing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a stick figure horse, mum, look at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway, wow. enough, about, enough about that. Three out of five for season eight, but as the show as a whole would have to probably be a four and a half out of five. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, still a big fan, but I'm, a, just, I'm just glad it's over. Is it a show Honestly. that you'll go back and revisit? Yes, 110%. I will. Just yeah. Especially just to see, um, you know, what it's like to binge the whole way through. And now you know what you know. You'll now, pick up on things that maybe, like, the seed is planted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. Yes, yes. I, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Mm. <laughs> All right. Cool. Done. Yep. Let us now move into the main event. The main event. The main event. Which would be... Popcorn culture. Popcorn culture. Popcorn culture. Popcorn culture. 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 <laughs> That's right. It's popcorn culture time. Yay. We have made it. We're here. Let's do it. Yes. Last week, what was the question the for you? The question was, what's your favorite film or TV series directed by an actor? Yeah. Ooh. Interesting stuff. Yes. Mm. All right. Um, who wants to give their gut reaction first? Go for it, Fulia. All right. Cool. Um, well, I've got a few, and two of them are from television, and one is film. One of them is Richard Spate Jr. He has directed quite a few Supernatural has episodes. He? Oh, that's cool. They are amazing. Yeah. They are so good. So for those of you who don't know, Richard Spate Jr. actually played Gabriel um, who is an archangel yes. in Supernatural. Yes. But he was in it towards the sort of the first half of the show. Right. And then he, spoilers, comes in at a certain point towards the end of the show as well. Yes. Oh. yes. So not in the well, recent season, first... but in the last like one or two seasons. I mean, was. so I, because where I stopped watching Supernatural, which I need to get back into, um, but he was just, 
the trickster to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he so, starts off as the trickster. Yes. And then they figure out that he's not actually a trickster. He's actually um, the Loki in the God world. Yeah. Pretty much. I heard that. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> and he plays it so well. Well, my literally, I, I was saying even today at work, we were talking about Supernatural and my, some of my favorite episodes are the, are the trickster ones. Yes. Yes. Like just He is awesome. so much fun to watch. Unreal. But he is also a really good director. That's great. Yeah. Cool. So a, a lot, like there's quite a few episodes where he's directed them. Uh, in Supernatural, and for the Supernatural fans, you will understand what I mean. Um, another one of my favorite directors, who's also a wonderful actor, is Alan Alder. Mm-hmm. And he's directed quite a few MASH episodes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yes, he's he's also written that. some MASH episodes as well. Um, because he's more, he's more, more <laughs> he said that he's more a writer than he is um, anything else, because that's sort ah. of what he grew up doing. Sure, sure, sure. Um, cool. So the fact that he got to write some of the episodes and also direct them was just amazing to see. And he is an amazing actor as it is, yes. and his directing was just as good as well. Um, and, you know, he also had his, um, his father was also in some of the episodes. Uh, ah. Which was really cool. To see, which was really awesome. Um, so yes, Alan Alda is my other TV pick, and my film pick is Andy Circus for Mowgli. Hey. Oh. That was an amazing film. I just I couldn't believe the quality of that film. Um, I've never really been a Jungle Book fan, so to be able to watch it from his perspective was just so intriguing and he's just a wonderful actor anyway yeah so oh, <laughs> the fact that he amazing. was able to be part of that film um in you know as Baloo, uh but just his directing um was just because i've also got the chance to sort of watch a little bit of behind the scenes stuff with him being interviewed and uh how uh, how he actually gets into it all um his his processes in directing is just so interesting to, mm. to see. And so yeah, he's my he's my film pick. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. What about you, Wayne? With myself, I had a few picks as well. Mine is restricted to film, not um TV. Okay. So uh, look, I've got one of the usual suspects, which is Charlie Chaplin, who's a fantastic actor director, and yes. this man knows how to tell a story. Yeah, like, he really did, yeah. Um City Lights is just one of the most heartbreaking films I've ever seen. It's mm. hilarious, but just beautiful. Uh, he made a great film called The Socus, which is again really cute. Mm. Uh, the Great Dictator. Oh, yeah, that's the big one. Is me. is a phenomenal film. Mm. Uh, it doesn't get, I think, as much recognition as it deserves. And it was no. Chaplin's first sound film. And so he that's was right. caught in this position of does he, you know, he did, you know, everyone, does, everyone wanted him to play the tramp. And he was like, no, the tramp does not talk. So mm. he, you know, the sound film made him retire the tramp. Yeah, yeah. And even in The Great Dictator, it takes Charlie the actor a while before he speaks. In the film, oh, compared yeah. to how you would expect a leading man to speak yeah, from the get-go, yeah, yeah. it takes him a while to actually speak, and then when he speaks, he speaks. Yeah. And the one thing about the the uh, Great Dictator is because uh, reading reviews from back in the day when it was actually released, some critics were a bit like, Egh. yeah, it did get bad, kind of bad. Yeah, kind of mixed. Yeah, reviews, didn't it? And um, one critic had said 
they're like, and I'm bastardizing this critique, but it was something along the lines of like, oh, you know, he's found his voice or he's now got the ability to speak, i.e. in sound films, that he doesn't sort of really know when to stop talking type thing. Yeah. And that's because, you know, the film can be construed as being a bit preachy. Yeah. But it was made at a time when no one really was talking about the treatment of Jews in Europe. Yeah. And he did it. Yeah. And that is a phenomenal thing. And he's a, that is why he's such a great story, um, story teller. Yeah. And, you know, and he's somebody who I, as a human being, would have loved to have worked with and would have hated at the same time. He would have reduced me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> Infamously yeah. fussy. And, oh, yeah. yeah uh, well, did you ever watch the Robert Downey Jr. film, Chaplin? Yes, I It's did. a brilliant film and he... He like was like Downey was awesome. He does a great job. At it. It, oh my god! Yeah. Like he got Oscar nominated yeah. for a reason. But it's such a really good look at Chaplin's life and his career that yeah. I think it was really accurate. And, yeah, and with um, Chaplin and with Chaplin himself, wonderful. there's um like if you've got the the DVD of the Great Dictator, most of the DVDs will have this extra feature, will will reflect on you know his career and for the Great Dictator, you actually do see uh, footage behind the scenes footage. Um, it's it's silent, but you wow. see him sitting atop like a crane trying to get the angle right, and you see him absolutely like ripping someone to pieces because Ooh. the shot is not right. Oh my yeah, gosh. there isn't any sound, um, and it is in color, I believe, but you see him essentially chucking a tantrum yeah. because it's not working. Wow. Yeah, and nice. that's just you know, and I know that we can talk a lot about respect on set and things like that, but you have to just take your emotions out of it and go, that is a genius at work was frustrated yeah that it's not coming together the way yeah, he, well, he was it. a perfectionist yeah and so. if we would have seen the take that he was not happy with yeah. we would have been like what are you talking about that is absolute pure yeah. brilliance yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. um so yeah chaplain for me is just absolutely like amazing i yeah. will champion him all the whole time especially his it. his silent films and the great dictator with that mm. um love it yeah, yes his later work isn't as great uh but I but mean, still, the the, the, just, the best he did was just so much oh, and so great. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's actually quite sweet if you ever are on YouTube, you can watch him accept his honorary Oscar award. Um, yeah, it's I've quite, seen it's, it. It's quite beautiful, it is. actually. It's, it's quite re- lovely. It is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, another person who I particularly liked was Ben Affleck. Oh, um, cool. I haven't Ar- actually seen any of his um, films yet. So Argo? I've never it? never watched it. Argo is a masterpiece. I hear it's quite good. Yeah, yeah it is gorgeous. Best it, picture. Yeah, mm. um, and well deserved. Absolutely yeah, yeah, beautiful. Right. Uh, look, Ron Howard. Yeah, is yeah. prolific. Yeah. and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I was looking up his filmography before because he's one of those people that you just expect to be directing every single film you've ever seen. Yeah, he's done such a great job. But I did a few highlights. Um, he did an interesting movie that I don't think a lot of people know about called The Paper. Michael Keaton was in it. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's essentially just about the inner workings of a newspaper. Um, that was pretty good. Look, Parenthood, love. The film Parenthood is just so uh, much fun. It's Steve great. Martin, right? Steve Martin, yeah. Rick Moranis, Keanu Reeves, oh. Martha Plimpton, Diane Weist. Oh, wow. It just goes on and on. It is, uh, you want to talk about great All ensemble cast does. in a film? Parenthood is it. Um, and I need it, to revisit that. And it, mm. and it spawned a, a TV series, which was actually pretty good as well. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. the the Parenthood series based on the film? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Yeah, That's the, cool. the movie Parenthood is just absolute, absolute perfection. Like it's just really incredible. Um, highly, highly recommended. And I think it was either Ron Howard or I think uh, Brian Grazer was the producer. One of them, anyway. Yeah. Um, they were on an airplane and their child threw up on them. 
And that's when they got the idea for the movie. Oh, wow. There is a scene where, um, the, where in the film, Steve Martin's daughter is feeling ill. And he's like, oh, you're not feeling well. Do you want to throw up? She's like, okay. And then throws up on him. So that's <laughs> an homage to that idea. But yeah, it came from uh, a child oh, throwing wow. up on, on, on one shit. of the dads. Yeah. If I have to pick an absolute favorite, though, of actors who are directors, it's Clint Eastwood. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Fair call. Clint Eastwood is just king. Like, as an actor, he's absolutely brilliant. Like, go back to Spaghetti Westerns and just amazing. Like, even if you're not a fan of the genre, and I'm someone who will always go, yeah, not about Westerns, I tend to enjoy them. And Eastwood's in them, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I won't go on and on and on about his films because we'll be here forever. <laughs> but a highlight, which I think doesn't, um, especially these days, because, you know, he gets a lot of his accolades now, not so much earlier on in his career, yeah. was the first film he directed. And it's a 1971 film called Play Misty for Me. Oh, so, I didn't know he directed that. Yeah, so he was in oh. that and he directed. And that was his first um, directorial movie. Oh, um, wow. I think he directed a sequence while filming Dirty Harry just to sort of cut his teeth on it mm. but in terms of the full, a full, full feature. Fe- feature film play misty for me yeah he's just wow. fantastic and for those of you who don't know he plays a dj who gets stalked by a woman so this is before um fatal attraction started it looks like years before yeah. yeah and it's amazing because and you imagine eastwood what he's persona on screen was like he was the man with no name in the dollars trilogy yeah that's right he played badass you know um western characters he was doty harry (laughs) you know like just amazing and all of these really gruff men and so he plays this dj who as a part of his routine would sit and read poetry it's just amazing (laughs) it's amazing yeah like what a gorgeous depiction of masculinity Yeah. yeah for sure and in the film um, you know, the movie sort of building intention is getting stalked by this woman who calls up, you know, the, the, the radio station and she, you know, he, the phone is answered and she just goes, play Misty for me, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's the song he would play. Wow. They end up getting in a relationship and stuff. But if you want to talk about, and this is where like movies from back in the day differ to today, because mm-hmm. I think it would totally lose an audience not familiar with that style. Movie builds on and then pauses completely to show this really long like sequence of tender lovemaking and you know dates and things like that like romance because he's in love with this girl and she's in love with him Mm -hmm. to a ballad in a thriller directed and starring Clint Eastwood (laughs) like who the fuck does that but Eastwood does it and, you know, you would argue, you go, okay, the film didn't need it, or gosh, it stops and slows completely, it's boring, rah, rah. Bullshit, it's just amazing. Like, because it's just so incredible. It's not been done since. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. who would do that? That's no, like, that's unreal. It's suicide. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've lost your audience. Yeah. But he does it, and wow. it's amazing. And Eastwood himself, who has, you know, conservative political views, mm. not only, you know, um, plays this very masculine character who loves tender music and, and reads poetry but has this banter with this gay man in the film like it's friendly banter and stuff like that and who has a respectful relationship with the black maid and stuff like that like i get they're all stereotypes but come on it's 1971 yeah yeah. but it's just a really progressive character in terms of masculinity representation for 1971 yeah that's awesome so clint eastwood is just king (laughs) yes yeah and even some of these films that you just go are kind of like you know yeah whatever Mm. you know like ticks all the boxes kind of very 
um, standard and, and all that, like nothing, are still amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So, Clint Eastwood for me. Yeah, yes. good. <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah. Kendall. Absolutely. Me, my turn. Okay. So, I'm going to be biased and mention two MCU related <laughs> films. Um, so, <coughs> uh, for me, uh, Kenneth Branagh. Mm. Uh, so, he directed the first Thor movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just incredible. For those who don't know, uh, he's a big Shakespearean actor yes. and director as well. Um, he also directed my favorite Shakespearean film, Much Ado About Nothing, mm-hmm. and starred in um, in 1994, I think the year was. Um, but yeah, he brought that kind of gravitas to um, a comic book story um, and this this fantasy epic in telling you know the story of Thor and Loki and. The, the Norse gods. And, yeah. Oh, I just, I, I love what he did with him, what he brought to yeah. it. I thought it was really, really awesome. I like that you wouldn't expect necessarily Kenneth Branagh to direct a comic book movie. No. Like if you're simplifying it. Yeah. But I agree with you because Thor is um, one of my favorite of the MCU films. I think it's fantastic. It's really well yeah. done. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's gorgeously shot. And um, yeah, I just, I love what he did. And, mm. you know, and we, we really, honestly, to tell you the truth, we wouldn't actually have Tom Hiddleston as Loki if it wasn't for Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. yeah. So, um, bow down to him. (laughs) (laughs) I I owe him a lot. Bonus Um, points for you. Bonus points, (laughs) Ken. Um, And then, of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention John Favreau. Yeah. um, Because... Oh, he is such a great man. He not only is just an incredible film director, but um, what he did with Iron Man, like the whole reason we have the modern, you know, superhero renaissance mm. is really down to him mm. um, as a filmmaker. Um, if he got it wrong. Yeah. Let's face it. If he got it wrong, yeah. then we wouldn't have what we have now. And, you know, so he's really responsible for just changing my life and changing so many people's lives. And, you know, um, just the amount of joy and, and love in these films and and the magic that comes mm. with them and yeah and Iron Man is just such a good not only just a good superhero film but a really good movie yeah just on its own merits yeah, it's fun. really it's it's yeah it's yeah it's fun it's well written it's well acted Robert Downey Jr. just you know it was his comeback f- film for a reason like yeah. you know just brilliant um, and yeah I just yeah I have so much love for it so. Um, uh, Non-MCU for me, though, uh, I want to mention two actors, and I'm stealing from you, Wayne. Sorry, Ron. Go for it. Steal no, away. Ron Howard for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to mention Apollo 13, mm. because uh, I love space. I'm a big space nerd. Um, I don't really get a chance to talk about it much on the podcast, but Apollo 13 is, yeah, one of my... It probably is, like... My fa- probably my favorite like space movie like NASA film based yeah. based on a, you know real events like my favorite space movie is is Contact with Jodie Foster I adore that movie top five of all time films um, but yeah Apollo thirteen just just for the retelling of the the those events that mm. happened when you know that those men up in space like could have so easily died and nearly did yeah. and just just the you, you know they're gonna make it back mm. but. The way it's shot, the the choices Ron Howard makes that, like, you know, tell this story, you, you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah. They really grip, it really grips you and keeps you just hanging on going, 
oh, are they going to make it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we, we know they do. And it's just, I, I was like, that's a testament to him as a, as a filmmaker. So I that think. says a lot really when you does. know how it all pans out, but you're still you're st- gripped by it all. Yeah. You're still yeah. stressed mm. and just really worried. And it's, um, yeah. And it's also got a brilliant cast and Tom Hanks and Bill oh. Paxton, Kevin Bacon, Gary Sinise, like mm. just legends. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen Apollo 13, I'd highly recommend it. Um, and I just wanted to give a shout out to the gorgeous woman that is Shannon Doherty, mm. um, who directed a few episodes of Charmed when she was still on it back in the day. Okay. Um, and I think she did a really, really good job. And hilariously, um, I can't remember, I can't name all the episodes she directed. I can't remember if it was two or three or maybe a couple more, but I know for a fact she actually directed the last episode she was ever in. Oh. Which was the season three finale oh. in which her character dies. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I thought that was that was hilarious. It was fitting. Very <laughs> fitting. She got yeah. to say goodbye to the show um, from behind the director's chair as well as in front of the camera. So, um, And she, she did a top-notch job because that season three finale is probably... Uh, it might even be the best like season finale that Charmed did in its yeah. eight-season run. It's... It's stunning. It's wow. uh, incredible TV. So yeah, highly recommend checking out Charmed, revisiting mm-hmm. a classic. So yeah, <laughs> awesome. Those are my picks. Good. Yeah. Great. Great. Good picks, everyone. Okay. All right. Let's now. go into your answers. Awesome. Our first response comes from Twitter. Hey. Yes, Twitter. And it's Stephen Gustin. Stephen Gustin. Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. And his response is, I don't know how to say this and not sound like as elitist film fan, but Orson Welles from Citizen Kane. Okay. Yep. Fair. I uh, can see why you'd say elitist because... It's regarded as the greatest film, film ever made. Yeah, um, I still haven't seen it. Uh, I have seen Citizen Kane mm-hmm. twice. Have you ever seen it? Nope. It is regarded as the greatest film ever made, um, or at least American film ever made. Yep. It's a good film. It's quite a strong film. Okay. I don't think it's the greatest film ever made. Okay. Fair enough. Um, in terms of what the director does, I can see why it's up there. Yeah. So it's a st- look. It's an interesting story. It's where the whole rosebud things comes from. Yeah, yeah. And it tells the story of a tycoon and mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, the story itself is okay. Yeah. Okay. Visually and the way it is filmed, the way it is shot, the way the performances are, are a testament to Wells. Right. It is so well done. Okay. So I can see why it's <laughs> so hard. well done. Hey. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But no, but like it's really good. I appreciate Citizen Kane for its technical achievements and style yeah. more so than the substance of the film. Um, it's one I think that every film buff should watch to say that they've done it and to appreciate it. Yeah. The fact is, though, that Wells did it, made that film when he was real young. He was, like, in his early 20s, yeah. I think. Um, and he was doing stuff in terms of visual style and things like that, small budget, and when no one else was doing stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. I feel like overall Wells is a little bit overrated, though, because if you watch some of his other films, they're not that great. Okay. So it's kind of like lightning only struck once. Yep. Um, but it is a good choice from, from Stephen um, to, to, to say that uh, it's, yeah, like Wells, yeah, acted in his films and directed them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't that also referenced in The Simpsons? It certainly does. With, yeah. With uh, Bobo the Bear. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Simpsons for the win. Yeah, always. Always for the win. <laughs> always for the win. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. So our mate, Kirsten Shanahan, said... Kirsten. 
Hey guys, I love The Four Seasons, a great film written, directed, and starring the one and only Alan Alder. It follows the changes in friendships and couples throughout the four seasons of a single year. If you love Alan Alder, you will love this movie. I need to watch it. I've not seen it. Kendall, have you seen it? No, I've not. I don't even think I've even heard of it, to no, be honest. No, me either. But that's a really good pull, then. I was going to say, the way that Croson just described the film... Yeah. Really, like, sells it. Like, totally. it's, that's the elevator pitch that gets you the deal. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. so, it sounds really good. That does sound really awesome. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah we good need to, cool. I might look it up when I go back. Yes, yeah. I definitely need to yeah. watch it. If it's Alan Alda, I will love it. <laughs> Thank you for the recommendation, Kirsten. <laughs> Thank sounds, you. Sounds great. Very, very good. And our last response this week comes from the awesome Shannon Craven. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. He says, "Ah, oh, a man after my own heart." Um, says, uh, Oh, okay. Um, John Favreau is alright, but I can't recall anything outside of Iron Man uh, 1 and Iron Man 2 and the Jungle Book slash Lion King that he has done. Uh, then he also goes on to list a few actors that have directed, including Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. Jensen Ackles, Stephen Amell, and Katie Lotz. Yeah. Yes. Um, doesn't explain any of the reasons no, why. No, well, that's okay. I, I tried prodding him because he did also mention other actors but i'm like have you seen the films for the actors he's like no i'm like well show, give me something that you have seen that were directed by actors yeah, well, and that's why he listed them without without an explanation yes. look you all know how i feel about clint eastwood <laughs> <laughs> yes jensen eccles has um he's directed five episodes of supernatural okay um and they and you know i love him mm. he is amazing he is gorgeous and yes, he's totally gorgeous. <laughs> and he aged oh like fine wine. Like fine wine. Oh my god, he is an amazing man. Drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking he's, of... He, he's in his early 40s and he yeah. does not look it. Lovely. Oh my goodness. Have you seen him recently, Wayne? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. But he's a handsome fellow, no doubt, I'm sure. He is... Fucking just yes. he is. Bully's just shown me a photo, and she's had she's got oh, access to that man. very easily. <laughs> I had it ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, course, at all times. I know it's in your spank bank. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Very very beautiful human. Very yes, beautiful he human. is. As well as Stephen Amell. Yes, um, that man as well. He plays Oliver Queen, the the Green Arrow, mm-hmm. uh, on Arrow, and yeah, he has directed one or two, I think, Arrow, Arrow for that episodes, Arrow yeah. episodes, and yeah, Katie Lotts. Uh, as well, she's the White Canary, aka Sarah Lance, mm. in Legends of Tomorrow. So I didn't realize I watched that show. I didn't realize she'd actually directed. You don't pay so attention. Really... You don't pay attention to the um, yeah. the credits that come up at the beginning. Well, not really. No, I, I do. Though. And they come up like slowly. Yeah. For like a few I'm... seconds, and then it keeps going. No, I do because I always like. I always pay attention to who's guest starring in an yeah. episode of whatever the show I'm watching because yeah. I want to see if it's someone that I know. But it's easy once they go to the crew to sometimes dismiss it yeah unless you're Kendall who's really making a point that she pays attention to the credits but mind you I am somebody who will always watch the credits even if the film is in a foreign language (laughs) and my thing is my thing my whole thing is is like these people worked on this film you will respect them by watching the credits (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> I know it's silly, but it's like, no, this is how you will do it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, just, you know, to bring back the MCU again in this podcast. Only because we need to. Wayne is we, we haven't met the, We haven't met the quota yet. No, no. <laughs> there is an unspoken concession. <laughs> um, Which we'll speak about shortly. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will say Wayne is happy. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> both, both concessions work in Wayne's favor. They do. Wayne's talking in the third person. But Keep going, this, Kendall. This one works in mine. <laughs> Um, no, but I uh, just, just, you know, the great thing about the MCU credits and having post credit scenes is that people stick around and actually look at all the names. Unless you're an people. amateur. Yeah. Cause you still got people who don't. Oh my God. Yeah. The amount of yeah. rookies that leave. Yeah. Shame on you. Yes. A curse on all your houses. Yeah. A pox on your people. Yes. Um, okay. That's it then. Yeah. That was all the responses from you guys thank you thank you, thank yeah, you. it was a great Everybody? discussion unbelievable great, great question discussion. great discussion yes. what's next Job. week's question Kendall next week's question well allow me to tell you uh, what film breaks your heart but you just cannot get enough of it if you're a glutton for punishment and we'll go and watch a movie five times what is it <laughs> let us Does know everyone know what my answer is already <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't know. We, if you know anything. Kendall, you know the answer. It could be anything, though. Don't give it away. Don't spoil anything. You know that Kendall will keep going back to it to see if it gets any better, and it doesn't. It's just <laughs> because like, it was already perfect. <laughs> when your standards are that low. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so okay. make sure to remember to use hashtag tell Fred. Yes. yes. So we can find your answers. Yes. And we will have an emotional, no doubt, discussion. <laughs> yes. Next week. Yeah. What's up with Fred, guys? Well, what's up with Fred? Okay, so we've got a Fred watch coming up soon. So a lot of your favorite podcasters are having an excursion to <laughs> record <laughs> a wonderful podcast. Yes. That'll Yay. be out next month. Yes. And also coming up this week on Fred Watch, we're doing a Fred Watch flashback. So it'll be Mikey and Philip doing an old um, uh, Doctor Who episode. Ooh, so, oh, yeah. Wow. So we're just going to repeat one of their videos, okay. is what I mean. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Not necessarily new content, but one that you may have forgotten. So just all throw Doctor Who back in there yeah, in the why mix. Not? So those, yeah, those nice. reviews do really well. Like, mm. you get great response and feedback online. So oh, great. nice to throw one in there, yeah, especially when I don't have a review to post up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I, mean, yeah. I can write another review for Endgame if you want. Like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So yeah, we've got. A lot of, so for me, it's really just focusing on uh, Fred Watch. So a few exciting things coming up. We've got some great movies though coming up for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I already know all the films I'm going to fill out the rest of the year when it's my turn yes. oh, to wow. present some classics. Oh my god, I'm so excited yeah. to listen. Um, <laughs> I know that Fulia is going to have an animated one. Yes, I will. I will. Yeah. And I'm always excited because Kendall lives in the cinema so I never know when I'm going to get a review and it's always lovely as oh, a surprise <laughs> yeah. so if you never know what to watch one night just go onto our website click on the Fred Watch tab and be like Do it. what's recommended from these lovely folks yes, yes. please definitely go online have a look yeah best thing to do we and this is something we actually didn't mention uh, for you but I guess now we can talk about it because it's coming up yep sometime uh, we did a 
quick filming of a Unibums episode. We did. Yeah. So that's on Phil. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for when Phil to release. So hopefully Phil's going to pop that together. because We've put it out in the universe now. Yes, it was fun. Yeah, we did We did have a sneak peek uh, behind the scenes photo at one stage. Yes, we did. It was a lot of fun filming. On the day, yeah. Yeah, we filmed it like in what, an hour and 15 minutes or something. Yeah, about something... that. It was like a couple of hours. It was It was a, It was was like, a, it was the most efficient filming yep. we have ever done. Um, which is great when you're on like location deadlines and <laughs> timelines. It's brilliant. Low budget filming. Yes. <laughs> Ultra low budget yes. filming. That's how we do. Give us money. Um, so, <laughs> hashtag please sponsor us. Yeah. So at least from, from mine, what I'm involved in, it's going to be mostly Fred Watch, you know, popping great. myself into that. Great. Um, I've got other creative projects, but um, more as that develops. Yes, um, and I look forward to discussing the Kendall concession of May 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, yeah. so uh, recently <laughs> we have a Eurovision podcast that came out last week. Yes. Please listen to it if you are an avid fan Please of do. Eurovision you Song will, Contest. You will not be disappointed. It's a lot of fun. It's, so, it's such a good episode. <laughs> it's great. It's one of, it's one of, honestly, really one of the best podcasts I've ever heard us do. Aww. Oh, I, I loved it that much. Oh, thank you. I really, really did. So, yay. yay. Yes, good job, guys. Yes. That'll be a once a year show. So, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We're waiting on 2020 in the Netherlands. Yes, yes. yes. Pajama party. <laughs> Yay! Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. In the calendar, right? Yeah. Now. Yes. Um, I had my uh, Incompetent Gamers stream last Friday. Uh, finally, finally finished. You finished it. Portal 2. Hey! <laughs> In, in just under two hours. Did you have your Polish friend helping? No, actually, he, he was not. Who are you? He no, actually, no. I still had help. Okay. But from some other wonderful Twitch viewers. Well done. Um, and they were all um, new new viewers as well. Fantastic. So you know, one started helping me halfway through. Someone else started helping me, and I was like, "Thank you for helping." Oh, you Twitch people are lovely. Oh, I love the You're Twitch. You're a lot people. nicer than you. YouTube folk, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank them very much yeah. uh, for helping me get to the final stage of what was the Wheatley stage of Portal 2 because Wheatley was giving me the shits. <laughs> for those of you who know Portal 2, you understand what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> He's a shit star, is he? Oh my gosh. But you know what's hilarious? Um, he's voiced by a very renowned... Um, actor British actor and I will tell you now if I can just bring up his name Stephen Merchant oh he voices Wheatley oh okay he is amazing uh, he's a very funny man Stephen he Merchant he is so good I like him quite. I love that man quite a bit yes so um nice. and just uh, just amazing to find out that I actually do get to escape the lab. That is, <laughs> that is um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the bloody. <laughs> That's right. You escaped it. You escaped it. You don't need to know. I don't need to know. I'm out. I'm it's free. Over. It's Congratulations. It, it wasn't false hope. You made it. You yeah, made it out. Actually made it out, and they it literally spits you out of a 
shed of a tin shed <laughs> in the middle of nowhere and it's just you know wheat it's you know what it's just a wheat field it's a metaphor for Fred when you think about it just <laughs> in a shed doing stuff trying yeah. to escape and then you realise oh this is it this is it <laughs> yep I am, I am now free from world <laughs> now let us never speak of it again <laughs> Good on you, Phil. Do you know what your next game is going to be? Um, I am still working on it. There's a possibility that I might go back and continue on with Murdered. Okay. Um, and, but and then you'll do Friday the 13th? No. I am waiting for someone to do Friday and, the 13th game. And then sh- and then she'll do Amnesia. No. Uh, none of those. Slender I even, Man. I even no. mentioned in my stream, I told everybody to, you know, give me some recommendations for games that I can play. Yeah. Just make sure they're not horror themed. No. <laughs> no. Look, Friday the 13th is about a guy's devotion to the memory and respect of his mother. I don't know where you get horror from. Mm. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the machete. Could be. Um, mm. Might have something to do with yes. it. Yes. That's exciting for you. Yes. Okay. So, forward to. got some, just got to plan that out properly. Um, my next Fred Watch review will be on Toy Story 4. Yes! So I'm waiting for that to come out yes. so that I can go see it and then give you my review on it. Yay! It's yeah, not too Wait, far away now. One month, one month. One month to go. Yes. So exciting. Yes. Um, apart from that, I can't really think of any other sort of content yeah. that I'm... Well, you and Kendall have the monthly coming up, yes, don't you? Yes, we do. We do. Yes. We the monthly coming up uh, this week as well. I'm so, so excited for this. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. So <laughs> we are talking Endgame spoilers, yes. people. Spoiler cast. Spoiler cast, Avengers Endgame. Thoughts, comments, reviews, theories, anything you want to say, good Critiques or bad. Or Crit- criticism. Yes, we will take yeah, we'll, anything. But we'll you haven't seen all. the movie, Wayne, so I don't expect to hear anything from you. No, you won't get anything from me. Fabulous. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't, you don't even, you don't troll the Win- uh, the Winifreds. So. No, I don't. No, no, no. Good. No, Thank no. you. Thank I you. Don't. Respect. I do. I don't listen to the show either. Oh. You know that's a lie. I, you know I'm I a know, fan. Men's fighting words. You know I'm a fan. Don't, don't, don't trigger me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are some nights where I just go to sleep with, you know, Fully and Kendall talking in my ear. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a new, new, new episode that will be, we're going to be recording this week, putting out this yes. week on Wednesday, so yeah. look out for that. So you're going to have a lot of fun, ladies. Oh, oh yes. So excited. I'm so keen. Um, you know what would be hilarious, though? If somebody, especially like, say, um, you, Fulia, because, you know, you've had to put up with Kendall talking about it for so long. <sighs> if, like, in your discussion, you mention something that Kendall has not noticed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would love it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, look, I want to say not possible. But, I agree. That's why it would be hilarious. But, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I can be pretty oblivious some, at the best of times, so who knows? Not with MCU. Credit where it's due. Thank you. Appreciate that. I'm literally the MCU go-to girl at JB Hi-Fi. Like, yeah. Yeah. Someone in, in, in our hardware department came, like said to like customer customer showed them a picture online of the Avengers box set that they wanted yeah. and they literally said well she's your girl and then when I saw what they wore after I was like yes I am your girl <laughs> 110% your girl um, yeah so that look out for that guys on iTunes SoundCloud uh, etc and Spotify now and Spotify yeah, we're on Spotify fabulous get around it subscribe and follow and all of that jazz um, collectible chaos fingers crossed will be out this week hopefully fingers crossed 
Um, we, depending on how my technology is, yes. hopefully it'll be up this Hopefully. <laughs> so top 10 things about Avengers Endgame. Yes. Um, so that's going to be... That it ended will be at number one, I imagine. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Surprisingly um, for you, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not so surprising, really. No, <laughs> no, no, so surprising. Disappointed, but yes. not surprised. <laughs> um, yes. And then, yes, currently... <laughs> Figuring out my my ramble review, uh, I, I had a crack at it and it turned out to be a little bit too long. So yeah. I'm gonna reassess and refilm. So <laughs> we'll hopefully have something out. Yes. Uh, non-scriptive ramblings during this week. Fingers crossed. Awesome. But yeah, I think that's that's it. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Just make sure you you subscribe to Please. our YouTube channels. Give us reviews on iTunes, guys. Jump onto our website. Check out all the content. Please. Yeah. You know, so much content. For you beta test incompetent gamers with uh, Dark Putin and Sharpie and Bethels. Um, you know, everything we get everything. Yeah. Fred Wire, 20 Freds, back episodes of this show. Yes, yes. just amazing stuff. New Uni Bums coming soon. I am Hopefully, sure. Yeah. I'm so excited. For We're New gonna Bums. revisit some of our theatrical shows. Yes, online for you. Yep, yeah, heaps of stuff to look just out for. Go I'm check it out, for. subscribe, make sure you keep up to date with us, yeah. and yes. you know. Follow us on on all the socials. Yeah. Yes, we're, we're online all the time. All yes. the time. Yes. Which speaking of which, we're gonna plug for you right now because that, that was, was a podcast, podcast called Fred. Uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website www.fredthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, home decor, bags and stationery. With our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums and Common Gamers and featuring our live stage, stage shows such as Whatever Happened to Jeremy Baxter and more. And that was more. a Fred plug. That was a Fred plug. That was certainly the Fred plugs. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Foyer Cantar Major. And you've you just, just experienced, experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Remember to eat beef. Eat that beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Eat your beef. Eat that beef. Get, get some beef up here. Get some meat into you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beef. And I think after that, and sing. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I'm running away. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.